What's going on, everyone? It's Kyle Cruz, and you're listening to the KC at the Movies podcast for the 29th of December 2017. And uh, it's finally time for the list podcast of 2017. But this time, I'm joined by a very special guest, uh, Jordan Wood. Hello, everybody. It's a pleasure to be here. First time, long time listener, first time uh, participant. Yep, and uh, he's going to help me break down the our favorite movies of the year and uh, the worst movies of the year. Comes a couple of stinkers that we have. The worst worst list is going to be the fun list. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, so what we're going to do is how this, how it's going to go is once I get this fucking thing up and running. So how it's going to go? We're going to name our first six. Um, I'm going to go first and name my first six. You're going to name your first six after myself. And then um, we'll go to number one. And then we'll both name our number one at the same time. Yeah, that sounds good. How does that sound? Yeah, good. <clears throat> so um, without you know, bullshit or anything, let's we'll get straight into it. Let's do it. So um, number 10, I think you know my number 10. Is this the the best or the worst we're starting with? Uh, we'll start with you know we'll start sour. Start sour. We'll start sour and then we'll. Um, I think we'll start sour, then we'll go because I was about to start. We'll, we'll starting... end on a we'll end on a bit of sweetness. A sweet yeah, touch. yeah. We'll end on a sweeter note. And um, yeah, I was about I was about to start with my best list. Okay, but we'll start. Okay, we'll start. So with worst, since we've only got five, um. With our worst list, we have five each on each, each of our lists. Uh, we'll just we'll go one by one, I think. Um, so we'll just get into this. So my number five for the worst movies of 2017 is Chips. It's fucking shit. Don't see it. <laughs> <laughs> Dak Shepard, written and directed by Dak Shepard. Um, I don't. I, I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened. Um. The trailer looked pretty pretty bad for when I when I first saw it, and um, and then I saw the movie and I and I saw Michael Pena was going to be in. You know what? I thought Michael Pena was going to be a bit of a saving grace, but he he wasn't. He wasn't a saving grace. Yeah, he, you, he you'd hope he could uh, carry the movie, but he didn't. he didn't. No, did you watch? <laughs> he just it? didn't. Did you watch it? Oh yeah, yeah, I watched it. <laughs> no, it was just because for some reason Michael Pena should have been playing Dak Shepard's character, but Dak Shepard was playing this. Mopey bike. Um, what was it? He was a what was he? A fucking motocross rider. Yeah. And um, he wanted to get Kristen Bell back, and I think she was dating this dude. I, 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 so I don't even know. I've forgotten the fucking characters' names already. So, so. I think they should have done as well. Should have gone role reversal. They should have swapped around. They just got the wrong characters, and there's the wrong vibe, and it just wasn't. It yeah. just wasn't a good movie. I don't remember the yeah. plot. No, I don't remember. The I don't remember the plot. It was someone I think there's because they're fucking highway patrol. They the the chip. Yeah, and someone sold something. Apparently, it's a remake of like this old series. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. And what's what he said? Like, how could you see the old series? And apparently, it's not a bad series either. And then just make that like those. You, you got your you got your basic cliche jokes in there as well. There's a literally a scene where Michael Pena's dick hits Dak Shepard. No, Dak Shepard's dick hits Michael Shan- Pena's face. Not gonna lie, I laughed my ass off at that bit. That was the best bit of the whole movie. You, I, lo- you I, laughed at that bit. I lost my shit. <laughs> that whole scene. That's, that's the scene where he, he can't walk because he fucked his back, so he's got to carry him to the bath. Mm. And uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah he's, he's just, just things happen, and he just gets turkey slapped in the face. 
that's the best. Literally, it's yeah. the best like, scene but that's the, the mean. It's the best scene of the movie. The, di- the best scene of the movie is a dick slapping a man's face. <laughs> <laughs> in this movie. That's it. That's the best scene of the film. That's the best part of life. Am I right or am I right? <laughs> uh, yeah, don't see ships. It's it's terrible. Don't, I don't know. I just can't believe Dax Shepard. Like, I can't believe it. He's 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 proved himself pretty capable. Um, but as a just, I don't know what happened here. This is a dumpster fire. This is unfunny. Um, I don't know about you with that scene, but I just found it an unfunny film. <laughs> Kristen Bell wasn't greater than it either. Um, and I just. I didn't laugh at all, which is what I was supposed to do, which is what comedies are supposed to make you do, and I didn't laugh at all. It's just a mess. Yeah. My, my brother loved it, but he's 15, he doesn't know shit, but it's just a mess of a movie. Yeah. yeah it's, just... it's all it's all over the place, there's no structure. It's very disappointing. Yeah, no. Very so disappointing. I don't, don't see chips. That's my number five. What's your number five? Uh, my number five is uh, Alien Covenant. Oh, I didn't I... see the Alien Covenant. I didn't see it. So I'm 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 not a, like a mad fan of the Alien movies, but I I don't mind them. I think they're good, especially the first two. They're like they're they're real good, and imagine watching them back in their time, you'd be like, holy shit, this fucking it's a masterpiece. Is this where is this where film is going? Oh my god! But uh, Alien Covenant was it was horrible. It's an embarrassment to the series. It I think it take it takes place. I think it's not long after Prometheus. And you sort of see the evolution of what are they called the xenomorph? Xenomorph, yeah, the yeah, aliens. Yeah, the alien. Yeah, you see the xenomorphs. evolution of them. So the first time you see it, it's like this piece of shit. It just it sucks. It's all white. You can see it everywhere. It's fucking tiny. It doesn't do shit. It's not scary. Which which you, you, I understand that because it's obviously you see the evolution of it. But it takes forever to get to the actual alien, mm. and. Again, the plot just is all over the shop. Oh, the story's all over the shop. The plot, I don't remember it at all. They crash on a planet and then shit happens and they find out there's Prometheus people that used to live there. And, oh, I don't know. It's just... <laughs> Not even... Ma- Michael, uh... Michael Fossbender wasn't bad in it, to be honest. I like him. Um, but he didn't save the film for you, though, didn't he? No. Because no. he's... Even though uh, the Foss is amazing... It's just the the character wasn't good. He plays his android, and David. Well, he plays two androids. Well, David's the one from. Wait, is it David or um? I got no fucking. Clue. What's the fucking Walter? Is David is from Prometheus, I think, and Walter's is Walt. The Walter's the new one, right? Yeah. So it's so da- David is in it. He was on the planet, so he's already there. And then Walter's the new one, and then. There's like a whole scene, which is like 20 minutes of just Michael Fossbender talking to Michael Fossbender. He's teaching him how to play the flute, not the flute, the recorder. Yeah. And then you're like, it's, 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 got, a, it's got a weird atmosphere. It's kind of like, it's how you'd picture a romance scene in a shitty love movie going. Because you, just the way they're looking at each other and they're talking to each other, is Michael Fossbender about to fuck Michael Fossbender? What's going on here? The whole movie was just Michael Fossbender teaching the other Michael Fossbender about shit that this Michael Fossbender's learned on the planet. And then there's like the alien in the background that's slaughtering the other people. It just wasn't good. It wasn't, it wasn't good. No. Not at all. I, I didn't like it. I wouldn't watch it again. Yeah. No. Any, like, what about um, anything of Ridley Scott's side directing? Um, how about the, how were the performances? Catherine Waterston, Danny McBride. How are they? Danny McBride was actually the best part of the movie for me. 
I loved him. He talks about his wife so much, though. Every other line is, my wife does this. I was like, shut the fuck up, cunt. Yeah. But, um... You know, Danny McBride is the best part. Everyone else just kind of... Really lackluster. It's Danny McBride, Dave, uh, Michael Fossbender, and Michael Fossbender. Those are the best three. <laughs> 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 Alright. Cool. Uh, yeah, so... My number four... Is uh, quite a disappointment, really. Because um, it comes from the director of... One of my favorite movies of all time, and uh, Sarah Miles Teller and Shailene Woodley, and I think you know what that is. Um, and uh, it's it's first of all it had a great star to power behind it too. We had Tom Hanks, Emma Watson, John Boyega, Patton Oswalt, and the fucking dude from Boyhood. <laughs> I don't know his name. <laughs> But the, the dude from Boyhood. But he's not in that much, so... It. Just put him in there. I'm talking about The Circle. Holy fuck, it's boring. Circle. Never saw it. Um, yeah, so... Emma Watson's character gets... Um, uh, she she has this... Her parent... Uh, this is kind of tragic, too, because this is Bill Paxton's last performance. Oh, okay. And he plays Emma Watson's father in the film. And he has MS. So, um, Emma Watson has this friend also in, uh, who is for the circle and she gets this job. She works in this, um, I don't know. She works in this fucking, uh, telemarketer place on some sort of like something like that. And now uh, she gets this call from her friend who's played by Karen Gillan. So Karen Gillan's in it too. And, uh, then she gets, well, welcome to this place called the circle, which is pretty much Silicon Valley, like a very... Oh, right. Um, fantasy version of Silicon Valley but it's like really crazy and the circle wants to um, like they like they're all about social media they're all about being open with people and they're all about no, like no keeping secrets and stuff and um, it's very advanced technology and stuff so what happens is um, one day an event happens and uh, Emma Watson's character decides to go she wants to go fully transparent which so she wants to start um, recording herself doing all these things, pretty much doing her daily life, and like she um, starts doing that, and then things happen, and uh, yeah, things happen. That's it. Things happen <laughs> in this film. <laughs> there's no, there's no conflict in this movie. I think that's the best way to describe a movie I've ever heard in my life. There's Emma Watson. She worked with phones, and yeah, shit just happened, man. Exactly. Like, there's no nothing happens in this movie. That's what I mean. That's what's so fucking infuriating about this movie. Is nothing happens. Things so it just like, sounds like a snooze fest. Now, but like things happen, but like they don't lead to anything. There's no, there's no, um, yeah, there's no paths that lead to any sort of conflict or any sort of barriers or anything that she needs to face. There's one. There's one. <laughs> and then that's it. That oh, get right. o- they get over that, and then uh, that's that's kind of it. Also, what pissed me off is John Boyega's character. Who the fuck is he? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know who he is. He's, he's supposed to be the creator, the, the creator of this whole um, fucking, what's this fucking thing called? Uh, true You. I think it's called True You, which is why they're, this, they're so famous. What's True You? Is it like an apple? It's like a, um, yeah, they're using cameras. They put these cameras around the world and you can see all these things. The circle's pretty much controlling oh, okay. the government, really. That's kind as well. of... So that's going to be, yeah. 
That, 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 at least they think so. That's oh, at least they the think so. Yeah, at least they think so. And um, yeah, holy shit, it's just so boring. And <laughs> it's just so boring. I had to sit through it. And um, some of the what also really bugged me as well was just some of the shot structure as well. It's just really off. Like there's just shots that sometimes there's shots that don't belong. Sometimes there's shots that are just that will. F- you you just pick them up straight away and you're like that's that's not right that's not right that's yeah um a person that plays a lot of attention to film and they're going to be so pissed off <laughs> with some of the editing in this film cuz it's atrocious and um i just i don't that's the hair there's not much to say <laughs> it's just so boring it's just it's not bad it's just boring nothing happens i think that's worse than a bad movie yeah like i'd rather a bad yet entertaining movie like over an average boring movie yeah like you, you hand me yeah. something boring or you hand me fucking chips I'm yeah, gonna, I'm gonna you, take you, chips, you chips. Gonna, uh, at least in chips I'm I don't know if I can watch chips again to no, be honest at least no, in, I can't watch at least chips in chips I'm guaranteed a dick to the face it's gonna make me laugh every fucking time if there's something boring nah but no but nah. that's the thing um, Boyega's character I just he, he just slips out he comes he slips out like Homer Simpson with the fucking bush in, in the Simpsons you know he, he does that so he like he does uh, that he does a bit of that throughout the whole fucking movie did he like have the potential to be something good yes it's just a waste of character and and also in the end his fucking thing that's spo- so powerful throughout the movie it doesn't get resolved he just disappears <laughs> at the end of the movie that's it and you don't see him again and there's just, and again, there's a conflict that's just, Tom Hanks as well, he's he's on the fucking poster and he's in it for like 15 minutes. Well, they got to get that, uh, they got to get the revenue, they got to get the people in, people see, oh fuck, Tom Hanks on the poster? Anyway, I, I don't want to spend much more time talking about it, um, <laughs> it's it's boring, uh, watch it if you want to, if you've read the book, but the bad thing is it's directed by James Ponsolt and written by James Ponsolt, so... And he did the spectacular now, which is the film I was talking about. Oh right! How do you do? How do you go from that to that? To to that, I don't know. Fuck off! (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Get your shit together, Ponsol. What are you doing? Yeah, it's nah. Like watch it if you want, but I tell you what, it's going to be quite a irritating ride. (laughs) Not even a ride. It's just going to be irritating. Just pull. You get pulled along this track, and nothing's there. No hills or anything. No loops. Anyway, fuck them. What's your number four? Jesus number Christ. four. My number four is your number five. It's chips. Oh, it's chips. It's <laughs> chips. It's, it's lower down the list because it was absolutely horrendous. But, uh, yeah, chips. I'm not we've, saying anything more on it. Yeah, we've already spoken about yeah. it. We've <laughs> already spoken about it. Yeah, it's chips. All right, well, my number three is a movie I caught on Netflix. Um,. Because I heard someone... I think um, I heard Jonah say it was good. Oh, Jonah. Yeah. Oh, I heard Jonah say it was good. So I was like... Um, I was like, oh, I'll give it a watch. No, number three is Kidnap. And it's Kidnap. fucking terrible. <laughs> I just saw that on Netflix as well. It looks intriguing. It's got like a little picture. And you're like, shit, I'll watch that. It looks kind of cool. But no. no. You think it's going to be this... What the fuck? You think it's going to be this? Oh, it's All just... fucking updates just came out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, it's just... Excuse me, sir. We're making a podcast. It's updating. Um, yeah, I thought it's come out of nowhere. Uh, yeah, so it's it's just this... Um, you think it's going to be this really cool action thriller 
um, it's it's set up to be this really cool, um, not action thriller, this really cool um, suspense thriller, because um, Halle Berry's child gets kidnapped at the park, and um, she then goes on a kind of a hunt to save him. And uh, oh, it's fucking wasted. It's there's first of all, this movie has very bad editing, um, t- just the worst editing I've seen all year. The, the worst editing I've worst seen editing. all year. That's something you really don't want to fuck up. No. Because even if it's a good movie, bad editing will just fuck it completely. Um, Halle Berry is, tr- is tr- trying, I guess. But then again, her acting came off as quite cringy to me. And um, the screenplay is just fucking atrocious. I don't like the screenplay at all. At all? No. The dialogue is fucking... It, it's, it's so corny. It's just... Ugh. <laughs> Some of the shit people say in this movie is just it just makes you roll back into your spine. Nah, that's it. That's me done. Why? Are, Thanks, Netflix. Why are kidnap movies? They're always like at the park. I don't know. It's because you can I see mean, the fucking I, cunts at the park too. I mean, I understand that you know, the, the, you know it's uh, it's, a, it's a prime spot. There are kids around, but it's always at the park. There's no originality. Like, um, I think I've only seen one or two kidnap movies. I really like like the Captive with Ryan Reynolds back in like that 20, was good. Yeah, the Captive with Ryan Reynolds twenty fourteen. Yeah, and like good. I can't remember how the chick gets kidnapped. I think she just gets taken from the car. He, he goes into a diner, and that was he a goes good into the diner and then they take his daughter. I think yeah, he he comes out because his daughter was in the, the back car, seat yeah. and then she's gone. Yeah, and like that is a good kidnap movie. There's the suspense, there's everything. I mean, it is yeah. But then you get shit like this where they're always just go, all right, take him from the park, and uh, police won't help, and she goes looks for him himself. There we go. That's that's the movie. Let's put it together. Exactly. And we'll get Halle Berry because she's and a we'll good name. And we'll get Halle Berry because she, Even yeah, though exactly. she's a shit actress, everyone knows her name because she showed her tits in Swordfish. <laughs> Very blunt, but alright. <laughs> that's why. It's Swordfish. And, um... Yeah, I just... Uh, I just... The, yeah, the screenplay is just really... Uh, just the dialogue... I just The dialogue really pissed me off this movie. The dialogue is just... The, I don't... Uh, it's just... So corny. And the, 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 the shots... Uh, the cinematography is just boring. Uh, there's a shot in this movie. I just literally I watched it and I just went, "Why? Why do we need that? Why do we need that shot?" <laughs> and um, it's it's a Dutch angle shot, and you're flooring her as she's driving this. Um, I think she's driving out to the captive, the the captor uh, that has her child, and then she's chasing him in the car. And then they, for some reason the camera does this Dutch angle thing of her. Ca- um, beside her car and then I'm like why <laughs> what did you, what's the motivation behind that shot no, none it's because it's because cars are just driving and boring we got to fucking exactly we just got to tilt shit I'm not done yet <laughs> when she when she's when she's when she's, she's driving by the way they use the same okay before I get to this next thing they use the same fucking speedometer shot every single time they look at the fucking speedometer it's the same fucking shot every single time oh my god I noticed it the same fucking shot every single time. That's not a different shot. <laughs> it's the same shot every single time. Oh, fuck me. And then, um, what up, What the fuck else? Oh, and then when she's driving, and when she's driving, she's, um, oh, what happens? I think she's about to crash, but then there's, like, the screen fades in and out, like, you what? You know when you're watching the trailer, or you're watching a horror movie trailer, and then it goes, and it does, like, when it's flashing with the lights and shit? Yeah. It does it the fucking. It does it in a movie. It does it in the while she's chasing the car. Oh my god, that's horrible. It does it while she's chasing the car, but it doesn't <laughs> like it doesn't go to it fast. It goes 
in and out slowly. And I was like, what the fuck's going on? What's meant to be the motive? What's that supposed to represent? Exactly. Is it, is it, is it her panic? Is it her... It, that, that's the is thing. It doesn't, it doesn't represent it doesn't, anything. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. Because I know what the fuck they're doing with this movie. <laughs> exactly. Oh, my God. doesn't do anything. So that's fucking kidnap. Um, miss it. Don't, don't watch don't it. Don't watch it. Um, what's your, what are we, number three? What's your number three? All right, number three. Ah, fucking get ready. <laughs> I'm ready. It's Mother. Oh, controversial. I could not stand this fucking movie. Stop! Holy shit, it's bad. It's bad. There is There are very few redeeming factors about this movie. All the right. only good thing about this movie is that the house looks beautiful. The scenery looks beautiful, mm. and it's got good cinematography. Mm. That's it. It's it's a it's a good looking movie. I'll give it that. But everything else is fucking terrible. You know, Javier Javier Bardem and Jennifer Lawrence. They did decent. Ed Harris. I, I think Ed Harris might have been my favorite dude in the, in the movie. It, it was it wasn't great. Yeah, but it was better than them. Mm. It was so bad. It's like I appreciate metaphor. I appreciate symbolism. But Daronovsky, Darren Aronofsky, you cannot take every fucking Mother Nature and biblical reference, throw it all into a blend- blender, yeah. freeze it, and then skull fuck us with it. You yeah. can't do that. It, exactly. it makes for a bad movie. You pick and choose in the, end. Yeah. the good ones, and then this movie just became a mess. At first, I was like, oh, okay, this is kind of cool. She got a connection to the house, and then like five minutes later, I, yeah. I, I realized, oh, she's, she's Mother Earth. Yeah. Javier Bardem, he's the poet, he creates shit, he's God, he's a God figure, okay, I get that. And Ed Harris rocks up, I was like, okay, and then, oh, okay, that's Adam and Eve, yep, that's, I'll get that, cool. And then these kids rock up, I'm like, ah, oh, it's Cain and Abel, what's, what, are they, what are they going with here, what's... That was the, that was the sort of alert for me. Because mm. the first 20 minutes of this film is actually decent, it's good, I like it. They yeah. are. Like, God, God's like having them. fun with, with, uh... God's Javier Bardem's having fun with Ed Harris. God's you know having fun with man. He's chilling. They're learning shit. And then, um, well, I think they it was the first night there, and Ed Harris is sick and he's throwing up into the toilet. And um, I don't know what that's supposed to represent, but he's got a scar on his back, right where his rib would be. Mm. And then okay, so that's obviously where the rib where Eve was created from, and. Uh, it goes downhill from there. It, it's just... Eve rocks up and going, she's an yeah. absolute cunt. Who? Eve. Oh, I don't Eve, know the chick. Yeah. Oh, Michelle Pfeiffer? Yeah, Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah. She rocks up <laughs> and just absolutely... Just straight off the bat, she's a cunt. Now, I don't think Eve was a cunt. I just think she was a dumbass. You yeah. Know? So, someone said, Listen, don't touch this apple. So she goes in and she fucking touches the apple and then eats the apple. And it's like, nigga, don't touch this apple. We said one thing. Don't touch the apple. And that's exactly what they did in the movie. Hmm. They touched that bloody crystal. And then, yeah, and then the sons show up who represent Cain and Abel. But I'm fairly certain Cain and Abel weren't Adam and Eve's sons. And then, obviously, Cain kills Abel. Hmm. And then all these other people start rocking up. All the religious metaphors. And they make no sense. Like, yeah. Kristen Wiig rocks up, and she's the the manager or something, or she's the publicist. publicist. And so she's all cool, and then, like, ten minutes later, she's just executing people. She's just walking past. Bang! Bang! Makes no sense. Where is this? And then, oh, it's just such a bad movie. It's just taking every single metaphor, every, every single bit of symbolism that he could possibly ever think of that is biblical or related to Earth, and then 
just just you know put it in a nice little concoction and then got a big box of humans as shit I'm better than you and poured that in as well and went here's my movie it's fucking bad I don't don't watch it don't watch it well I think in my opinion I think you can you should watch it in for the cinematography the performances uh, and the, I'd say the first half an hour I think the first half an hour is pretty solid T- turn it off once the suns rock up just go alright that's the end. That's the end of the movie. Yep, cool. And uh, but once you start hitting, oh, well, just the end. It just gets too much for me at the end. So like, I, I couldn't even put this movie on my worst or my best. I think it's just in the middle. Um, not even dis- there's not even dishonorable mentions either or anything. But um, I think it's like somewhere in the middle for me. I do, but I also don't. I don't need to see that movie again. Um, I watched it in the cinema with two friends of mine and um, I just, after I walked out, I said, yeah, I don't need to see that movie again. I don't need to because of so many things that happened. I got the metaphor after 20 minutes and then he just belts us over the head of it. He keeps ramming it into you. Exactly. Just keeps Straight going. Straight for the rest of the film and you're just like, we get it. We know what you're trying to say and now, you, now you're just pretty much jizzing on our faces pretty much. His, it feels like he's sitting there on his high horse with his holier-than-thou stance and his high morality, yeah. and just going, look what I have figured out. Humans are trash. I'm better than all of you. And yeah. it's like, bruh, everyone knows people are shit. Yeah. Okay. No no one's sitting there going, nah. But also, he didn't show any of the positives that humans bring. He just went for the whole no, thing. No, he just went, went straight for the whole. Just, we're yeah. shit. We're destroying everything. He didn't didn't bring any, any positives. But there, like, there was nobody just, in the movie trying yeah. to repair anything. Yeah. You know, it was just, yep, that's God. That's 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 God. That's Earth. Uh, this, this, the, the, this house is the world. Let's fuck it up. And that was the movie. But just the way he did it in the end was too far for me, I think. Yeah, I end, think it was too far for me. The ending yeah. could have been like a solid... Even for me, like, a, even even for us, like, we, even, we're pretty... We can pretty much handle most things in a film. It's because... It, it's, it's one particular bit that we're talking about. Yeah. And this... It was just unneeded. That's, that's not... It's unnecessary. That's I, the first I, time I've said that's un... That kind of violence is unnecessary. I don't, I, I don't see yeah. what metaphor he was going for with that yeah. or did he just chuck it in there and go oh this will be a shock yeah exactly that's, that, that's a, this is a shock value yeah, um, just was, for me and just it, for the audience because I want the audience to go oh Jesus yeah it was, it was, it was but a, that's it that's what you get you don't get a thinking thing after that you just get it oh Jesus yeah you, you sit there going oh that was a bit fun but you also get a bit of oh that was needed like right now that's not needed yeah no, so yeah, that's no, don't, I, yeah. I, I recommend don't watching it I mean if you really really like some good cinematography if, I think if, if you, you want, really like some good set yeah. design, if you like something that's good looking, give it a watch. Because even when the movie gets shit, it still looks good. Yeah. But um, yeah, I, I don't. I wouldn't recommend it. To be honest with you. Well, from my side, he didn't recommend it. But from my side, I think if you just if you just want an experience, it's an experience. I'll tell you that. If you want an experience, just if see it if you want to. It's up to you. But um, yeah, I don't. I don't need to see it again. Yeah. I don't need to. Don't think. Number two. Number two. Um. So, I'm not I'm not gonna rave about this film because um, I think I'd go on way too long. I, like I'm not gonna get get a little pissy about this film because I just think I'd be on too long and there's so much things wrong with it. Yeah, don't be like me and mother. I think it was like a solid what eight. Yeah, minutes no. Just... So number two is the Emoji Movie, and that's it. <laughs> that's it. Yep. What's your number two? <laughs> All right. Uh, 
My number two is uh, The Cult of Chucky. Oh. The, the new okay. child play film. This is a perfect example of a series that needs to die. Yeah. So I, like, I'm a fan of, I like me some good old horror movies. But, um, you've got to know when to stop. A lot of them don't need to be series, but in, like, the 80s or whenever the fuck this shit was made, you know, the series were a big thing and they always liked it in horror movies. Like, Halloween 1 and 2 were pretty dope. Yeah. Uh, the, the first couple, Friday the 13th, they're okay. I think the best one, in my opinion, is, what is it, number six? Goes to New York or something? Which one? I think it's Jason Goes to New York or some shit like that. Friday the 13th. Yeah. But, um, yeah, but, like... I don't know. The series I, I don't, don't need know. to be done, and they don't need to be extended for how long Child's Play has been extended for. It's been coming out semi-regularly, like, every couple of years since the first Child's Play. And so, this one, I wasn't going to watch, but I saw that the main chick is, uh... The main actress is Fiona Dourif, who I genuinely really like. I've only ever seen her in, uh... Elijah Wood series. Uh, no, it's not Elijah Wood series. It's Max... Landis. Max Landis' series, starring Elijah Wood. Um, fuck, what's it called? Dirk, Dirk, Dirk Gently's Holistic, yeah, Holistic Detective Agency. Agency. Yeah. And she was, she's my favourite part of that of uh, that series. And I was like, oh yeah, dope, she's in this, sweet. I didn't know she was in the last one as well. Bride of Chucky, whatever the fuck it was. I think it was um, Curse. Curse of Chucky, yeah. But um, yeah, she's in this, I was like, alright, I'll give it a watch. And it it's just trash. It's just every cliche after a cliche. It's like this dull... Somehow now, I mean, I assume he had a voodoo thing before, but now he can transfer his voodoo and his consciousness into other dolls. And now there's like, now there's like four Chuckies just running around this fucking mental asylum, just offing people. And it's like, come on, man. Four. Yeah, there's like four of them. Three or four of them. Three of them. So there's not just one Chucky, there's four of them. No, the, the one Chucky, you see, the beginning of the movie, apparently, like, it must have been the dude from the last movie or something. Right. He's got the, the head of Chucky. And it's all like tied up in chains, and it's got like ham- like nails through which like through his dome. Yeah, he's yeah, got yeah. his shit rocked, and he's being held in like a, a safe. And the dude just comes home and sort of tortures him whenever he's had a bad day. And it's like, oh yeah, no, fuck it, it's Chucky. But then, yeah, then another doll rocks up into this mental asylum where Fiona Dura's character don't remember her name because I don't care about it. But she's chilling there, and you know, because she's in there because she's mental, and everyone thinks she killed like five people in the last because of the last movie. And there's that Chucky. And then this Chucky says... A, says Then another Chucky rocks up. And then this Chucky says a spell for this Chucky. And now this Chucky is now a serial killer Chucky as well as this Chucky. And then they do it to another Chucky. And then Chucky's girlfriend rocks up. It's, stop. Stop. Let it die. But they left it open for another one. There probably would another one. Just let it die. Yeah, there The probably first one was one. good. The second one was okay. Just let it die. Yeah. That's all I've got to say. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Right, number one. Um, who knew we could find a worse movie than the Emoji Movie? <laughs> well, I could find you a worse movie than the Emoji Movie. Because um, there's one. There is one. That's worse than the Emoji Movie. Now, believe it or not, mm. there is one. Right. And it's Fifty Shades Darker. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Holy fuck. It's, yeah, well, um, why, why, do, why do they watch it? Why? Why do they do it? Uh, so I, th- when <laughs> Fifty Shades come out, um, when did it come out? Like 2015, 2016? Uh, I think it was 2016. No, 2015. I think it's been two years. Um, when that came out, 
um, I was like, oh, I think I'd, because that's when I started um, taking more of an interest and started just want to turn off, just want to watch all these films and um, wanted to see them all. And um, I, uh, I, I heard it was getting like really bad reviews and everything, and I was like, I, know, I still want to watch it. I, I need to see how bad this movie is. So I, I watched it, and uh, it was terrible. The first one, it was terrible. Um, not, not, it's like, it's not this, it's not this sexy fucking, um, movie with like, uh, interesting characters and, ooh, an entrancing plot. No, mm. it's not. It's two cardboard characters doing that <laughs> for fucking two hours. Just fucking slapping pills. And then, and also just like some of the themes, I just, I don't know, I like the, some of the things like Christian Grey and shit that. Um, his his way of thinking and all that. I just yeah, it just it's, it's pretty abusive to be honest. To pretty abusive, even though that's the stuff that they're into. But some of the shit that he's into, I think, is a bit. Oh, it's like next level. Yeah, that's like a it's like abusing its women. I think what he's into. Yeah, I haven't seen either of them. I've, I refuse to watch them. Because she's clearly into it. There, that's one series I refuse to watch. It should have stayed as a Twilight fan fiction, to be honest with you. Yeah. Like I think I well, read. I read a couple paragraphs just because when it came out, everyone's like, "Oh my god, you gotta read this!" So I looked up a bit of it, and I was like, "What the? What is this bullshit? This is horrible." It was something about I remember it saying like throbbing member or some shit. I was like, "What are you talking about? Just, just say, just say cork. Just say it. Don't just say cork. Just say cork. Don't need to dance around this bullshit." Yeah, I just off, it was like one or two paragraphs I read, and just off of that, I was like, "Yeah, no, I'm never gonna watch this movie." But um, yeah, haven't seen it. It's it's one that I just refuse to watch. Yeah, yeah. No, I um, yes, the first one's terrible. And then I watched this one because I was like, "Can this be even better?" No. Yeah, I've heard it's, it's a lot worse. It's 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 it's, it's not. I have heard um, the script was fucking terrible. And I was like, alright, well, why is that? Well, it is. They've got to have the same yeah. people, but apparently um, they fired the original scriptwriter, and then the original author's husband wrote the movie. I think it was the husband. Yeah, I think it husband? was. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think and, it was. Like, I don't know his credentials, but it just sounds kind of weird. Like, oh, my husband can do it. Yeah. Well, Michael! <laughs> Michael, come over here. I don't think it was Michael, but. <laughs> you, you're going you're gonna to read some. You're going to write some fucking. some saucy. Some Damn, saucy I'm gonna put dialogue. This fucking phone on time. But um, yeah, no, refu- I, I, that's one I refuse to watch, which is why it's it's not on my list. Um, so let's just get into it. Let's get into how fucking terrible this movie is. Um, first of all, uh, it's, it's Fifty Shades Darker. Uh, avoid it, like the plague. If you've read the books, fine, and watch it. I don't give a fuck. But. Characters. I've never seen such boring characters this, this year as Anastasia Steele and Christian Grey. The chemistry between Dakota Johnson and Jamie Dornan is not fucking there. It's not there. <laughs> it's void. It's non- non-existent. It's not existent, exactly. It's like the chemistry between Dak Shepard and Michael Pena. It's not fucking there in Chips. Yeah. So yeah, why the fuck that. should it be here if it... Well, it's unrelated, but... It's not... The, what I'm trying to say is... They're shit together. And you'd think to make a movie like that, you need 
Alyssa, yeah. You, you need chemistry. Like, you need you chemistry. And you need to make it sexy. You, you can't need to have make something it, yeah, you need to, and not have The dude wouldn't even take his... The dude does not take his pants off. <laughs> it's a fucker. Just fucks his zipper. He does. <laughs> <laughs> Legit, he, he got some of those shots where he's just... Some of those shots where he's just like doing it from behind. He's got the pants on. You know, like, how the fuck's he fucking it? Through the belt? Through the fucking... The zipper in the pants? How's the dick getting through? Because you can even see some shots where you might see some pain. But there's not. It's not there. There's not pain. (laughs) That's because pain ain't sexy. It's not going to show in the movie. Oh, but but that's the thing. All they show is Dakota Johnson. But let's get a bit of her quality. Like, all they show is Dakota Johnson. We don't see any Jamie Dornan's dick. We don't see any (laughs) Jamie Dornan's ass. We might see it once. But it's, it's always Dakota Johnson that's naked, where the, it's supposed to be this love story between these two people, and they haven't, like, in, in this love story, this fucking... Love story. Uh, like, that's yeah, rich. love story, and really <laughs> calm, this fucking hell. And it's just... It's just... Uh, it's, it's like cardboard. And this movie is like rubbing your hand on sandpaper. And then putting it into a tank of fucking piranhas. <laughs> because. <coughs> it's so fucking boring. And. It goes for two hours. Oh. No, like two hours and. Tw- 15 minutes, I think. Two hours and 15 minutes. Now, in the trailer, they've got like. In the trailer, they've got this. Um, was this woman that appears. And it's supposed to be Christian's old girlfriend. She's in there for like 10 minutes and it gets resolved. And that's it. And there's this dude that's stalking Anastasia. And then I think that doesn't... I think that's... I See, I don't give a fuck. I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> the thing is, I'm probably going to watch Fifty Shades Freed. Because I need to... I've seen the first two. Why not watch the third one? And fucking torture myself even more. What's the third one called? Fifty Shades Freed. Freed, yeah. The fucking trailer's out at the moment. Oh my god, that sounds... That's just a bad name. But I'm not going to go to the cinema to see it. <clears throat> no. But... <laughs> no. Fuck no. I'm going to steal this movie. <laughs> that's, and that's how you're going to watch it. But, um... There's a scene in this movie where, um... Christian guy... He goes down in a helicopter crash. And it's a helicopter crash. It's a fucking helicopter crash. Yeah, you'd be... And the next scene, he comes for the elevator. There's no, there's no scratches or anything. He comes for the elevator. He goes, "I'm back." Oh and then it's God. like, "Oh, Christian! Oh, he's back!" Not, not even a, not even a tear in his suit. No. And what's the, what's, what's this cunt's name? Um, fucking. What's the? Uh, you know what? I don't care. Um, it's like blonde, blonde lady. I don't know. Kim Kish- I don't know. Anyway, so sees his mother. And, um, yeah, they all, they all, oh, he's back, oh, Christian. There's no fucking marks on him. <laughs> he's just in a helicopter crash. I think the pilot died. No one gives a fuck about the pilot, by the way. <laughs> yes. I think the pilot died. Is the crew okay? No, fuck the pilot, no. Christian's back. Who gives a fuck? Yeah. Christian's back. Christian's back, back to fucking abuse Anastasia again. It's all good. Yeah, it's all much. good. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> this movie's fucking shit. Don't see it. <laughs> And I've, oh my god, that's it. Thank god, that's it. That's it. I don't have to watch any more bad movies this year. Yeah. I don't have to watch any more. So my number one, it's a... 
Okay, I, I want to preface this by saying I went into this movie, like I go into all movies, wanting to like them. Right. I, you're going with an open mind, positive attitude, oh, yeah. and you're like, <laughs> you're like, yeah, this would be, this would be dope. Like, this is going to be good. This is going to be good. Hopefully, this is going to be good. This might, you know, this might 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 please me. Um, it didn't, and it made me want to die more than I already want to die. This movie is the emoji movie. Oh, it's emoji. That is my. <laughs> Wait, worst you went movie. into it. When it what? You went into it. I went into something. it. No, I went into it with a positive attitude. I thought maybe it might surprise me. It's not as bad as everyone thinks. Maybe people are shitting on it just because it's emojis, right? I watched it, and it's as bad as everyone says. Possibly worse. It might have hit the animation saved it. The animation is good. I will give them that. But it is good. It is. It's decent. I mean, I don't watch a lot of animated movies, but you know that. That's alright, that's like 2015 era, but it's it's good. It's not as good as it could be. Right. It's no Disney. You know, it's no Pixar. But it's okay. I'll, I'll give it a pass. It's decent at times, and at other times you're like, hold up, what was that? But yeah, no, it's alright. Um, that's just the animation the, but, though. Yeah, I'll, that's I'll just the animation. The no, 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 then. that's just the animation. <laughs> oh, okay. But the movie itself is horrendous. It's not a, it's not a movie. It's an offence to, to movies to call this a movie. Because it's not. It's just a bunch of shit piled together. And they're going, people love this. Now, I've got to give it a little bit of leeway because it is a kid's movie. It's not meant for critical viewing. But I don't want my I don't want my niece watching this. I think she's going to grow up retarded. Yeah, but like... <laughs> she's going to catch the autism. It's horrible. Like, the, the, the plot doesn't go anywhere. The character's... They're emojis. They're exactly what you expect. You know, you can't really give much emotional range to a fucking sad emoji, or the or the meh emoji in this case. Yeah. But um, you know, the 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 part where they could have saved it was the jokes, but the, the jokes were horrific. I don't know who wrote them. I seriously hope T J Miller wasn't involved, because yeah, no, nah. it was horrible. Every other joke, they're, they're all one liners, by the way. There, there's nothing clever in this. You know, like, even even shit like, you know, Moana's got clever bits. This is These are all just one-liners. And half of them are about are about the poop emoji. Like, the, the, the poop Sir emoji... Sir Patrick Stewart's the poop emoji, by the way, people. Is he really? Oh, my God. Didn't you know that? Sir Patrick Stewart is the poop emoji. No, I'm just... Yeah. Just, what are you doing, Pat? Fuck. Yeah. But, um, the poop emoji hangs out with the devil emoji. And they're always fucking talking. And there's this one that I remember that made me put my head in my hands in shame. They're sitting there, they're talking, and um, this is this is after, like, the meh emoji had fucked up, and he's fucked up the whole phone, and so now all the uh, OG emojis have gone into the, this, like, office to speak about what to do with them. And they all come out, and the, poop, and the meh emoji's talking to the poop emoji. He's like, what are they going to do? And the poop emoji was like, oh, I can't remember what he said, something, we're going to kick you out or some shit, or we don't like you, or you're fucked up, something like that. Yeah. And then the, little, the devil emoji goes, uh... Uh, what does he say? He goes, oh, you're you're too hard on him, poop. And then the poop goes, I'm not too soft, hopefully. Like, First of all, the, the joke doesn't make sense, <laughs> but they're talking about the consistency of poop. Stop. And it shows it, in the movie. It just, go, it, just goes, it just goes nowhere. It's horrible. It's like, it's an advertisement for Candy Crush and uh, Just Dance, because they're the only two... An advertisement for a lot of things. Spotify... And Spotify. Fucking Twitter. Twitter's in it too. Yeah, but like Candy Crush and Just Dance specifically. 
because I've, you can tell that they were like major sponsors. They gave so much money. And Candy Crush was like, all right, you're going to have an eight-minute segment of them just playing Candy Crush. And they went, yeah, cool. And then they went, you're yeah, going to have... Yeah, anything to fucking make money. They Fuck went, off. You're going to have a, a five-minute segment of them playing Just Dance. But the hacker can't dance. And it's, yeah. and it's like, oh, okay, yeah, we can do that. No problem. And then the, the, the virus robots come in. And they can dance pretty fucking well, I'll give them that. But it's so bad, and you can tell. Like it's it's a, it's a, it's a long advertisement for iPhone, for for Candy Crush, for a lot of things. Really, it's just for Spotify. It's, blatant. it's so fucking blatant just too. Dance. That's what makes me so angry about it. That it's such a obvious cash grab, money making machine. Yeah, I don't know, I don't know just, what TJ Miller was thinking. Why? Yeah, yeah, why exactly. are you starring in this? You're good. Oh, he was man. just there to put this paycheck. I, bro, I'd say, bro, you're funny. Stop this shit. He was just kind of collecting a paycheck either because he defended the shit on Twitter. Uh, People well, going off it. And I don't know how we can the movie. see that. That the fucking but, how? Like, oh, I don't know. Like, dude, I hope the money was worth it because holy shit, I've lost some. I've lost like like some respect for you, right? Yeah. You, know, you, had, well. you had your stand up, and then you had Silicon Valley, and you you were like up here. I'm holding up towards my eyes, kind of high, not quite high, right? And then you just dropped. You're back down on my knees now. You're bad. You're just gone. You need to do something better. Yeah. To earn my respect and my love again. Because I'm like, what are you doing, man? What are you doing? And then, of course, the movie ends in a fucking dance sequence. Yeah. Like all they fucking do. Yeah. Of course it fucking ends in a dance sequence. And they're doing this dumbass dance called the Emoji Pot, where now, for some reason, every single emoji can express other emotions... When the whole point of the movie is that this one emoji can do that because he's a glitch, he's a malfunction, and then they said, you know what, everybody can fucking do this, all of these emojis have perfect coding, but now they can fucking be a malfunction and do whatever they want and show different emojis. It makes, it makes no sense. I mean, I want a little bit of consistency in a kid's movie, please. Just a little bit. Don't, 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 don't run around the story. I don't care if it's a kid's movie. I don't care if you make it for preschoolers. I mean... The, the Wiggles is for preschoolers, and The Wiggles is fucking dope. At least it was when I was a kid. I haven't watched it for a while. But uh, The Wiggles... I'm pretty sure they got a movie. I, I would rather watch The Wiggles movie over and over again. It's more consistent. It follows a plot. They have good singing. Yeah. It's horrible. No, fuck this. Don't watch it. Just... It's it's absolutely terrible. Do not support this movie at all. Don't don't support it, because it's it's such a... As I said, and such as, as you agree, that it's such a blatant cash grab from these fucking companies that have come in. When this movie was announced, I, I, I think I punched my bedroom wall in Sydney. I think I punched it. If, if somebody recommends, unironically, let's watch the Emoji movie, uh, throw elbows at them immediately. And run. Break, because break, that person is not a good please, person. Do it. Just, no, that's, it's, a horrible, it's a horrible movie, just don't. Just don't watch it. No, don't watch at it. All. Say, save. At least when you're old, people will say... Don't, well, even watch, don't even watch you take your kids what's to see one of the highlights of, What's one of the highlights of your, of your life, granddad? You're lying on your deathbed, and you can say, you know what? I never watched the Emoji movie. And, and you can have that and, moment. And you're going to die a fucking hero You can have that fucking moment, yeah. Oh, it's horrible. Don't watch it. I already, I already regret it. So, <clears throat> is that it? That's our worst? Yep, that's the worst. Oh, fucking thank God we got oh, those boy. out of the way. That was, that was wow. long. That was 47 minutes. My goodness. That was... 
Um, yeah, so don't watch the Emoji Movie. It's what we're going to try to say there. Yeah, don't and, watch um, Emoji Movie. Don't watch Mother. Don't watch... <laughs> the last three, don't watch them. Don't watch The Cult of Chucky. You know, maybe give... Uh, what was five? Alien Covenant. Yeah, maybe give that a watch. Chips, if you like dick humor, give that a watch. But yeah, just don't. Just don't. But that's that's not even dick humor all the way throughout. It's just <laughs> that's just that. It's just, one. Just YouTube that. And one then it's just scene. terrible written jokes for the rest of the film. It's just yeah. anyway. That's the worst. That's the worst. Out of the way. Um, oh boy, fuck. All right. Um, we're gonna get into our best now. The 2017. Um, we have the sour. It's time for this. This is going to be fun. It's time for this. Um, I can't wait to talk about some of these films, um, but it's going to be. I'm going to try. I'll try and keep it short. I'll try and keep it short. Yeah, I'm thinking it's going to be quite hard to like not really like explode with happiness we'll about a, some we'll of these a, ones. A quick synopsis on the highlights. Yeah, try to. Uh, but anyway, so we'll start with some honorable mentions. I'll start with mine, then you can start with yours, and then I'll do. I'll start doing my list. So uh, my honorable mentions are. John Wick Chapter 2, Lego Batman Movie, T2 Trainspotting, Band-Aid, Free Fire, Shot Caller, Wonder Woman, mm. Wind River, Spider-Man Homecoming, Thor Ragnarok, It Comes at Night, and Ingrid Goes West. That's good. That, was some, such a, some... that Ingrid Goes West was such a hard one. To, I struggled with that one, keeping that in my top 10. I, I struggled yeah, same. so hard. Same. <laughs> that movie is really good. It is it's a really good it's film. It's breeding good. Oh, Robert Flowers' best performance, hands down, by far, of her career. Um, it's such a really, such a eye-opening film about social media and the culture that we live in nowadays, with everybody just being fucking buried in their phones. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. We say this as we're buried in our phones. Fucking <laughs> 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 list are on our phones, <laughs> indeed. All right, um, my own emotions. We got... Yeah, what are uh, yours? A nice little heist movie by the name of Logan Lucky. Oh, nice, yeah. Trainspotting 2. I like that. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Sp- oh, that was... Spider-Man okay, yeah. Homecoming. Yeah. Ingrid Goes West, which was difficult to... I had, to, I had it in my top 10 originally, and then I watched a couple more movies that I needed to watch, and um, it just it just got bumped out, because it... It's it's really good, but these are just better. They have more of an impact. Yeah. And uh, my last one is Free Fire. I fucking loved Free Fire. Yeah. Holy shit... That is one of my favorite movies, but again, not I, just these are just better. They have more of an impact. But Free Fire, I would watch that every night if I if I could. I can. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I'll I'll watch that every Girl, night. Right. <laughs> every night, it's it's such a good movie. I recommend. It's a nice fun. It stays in like one room. It's a sta- it's a what, what do they call them bottle movies, bottle episodes, bottle movies. Bottle movie it stays in the one area. I call it a bottle movie. It's pretty dope. It's People pretty call dope. it bottle episodes, but I I call that a bottle movie. Yeah, bottle episodes would be the TV. Is like TV but shows, but I yeah. just like the. It was just the characters were funny. I, the characters are quite memorable to me. They're all unique as well. There's no they're boring all character. And they just I don't know that some of the shit they say to each other is just hilarious. Even though it's like there's a lot of fucks, but it's just some are like I I I'd probably believe I'd I believe him if they say some of the shit was improvised. Like some of the lines are improvised. Oh yeah, for sure. The dialogue, especially was by Charlton Copley as well. He he's very good at improvisation. Yeah, the the dialogue was great. Um. But some of these surprises to me are Lego Batman movie is the best... I think it's the best animated film of the year, in my opinion. Okay. Um, have you seen it? Have no, you seen it? no it's It's um, really good. I think it's one of the best looks at Batman actually himself. Oh, I think it's Batman as a whole. I think it's a really good look um, at him. 
Um, yeah, Shot Caller was a fantastic prison film from this year. Um, if you haven't seen Shot Caller, because I want to, I really want to give these films a shout out because I think, I think, and um, I think everybody needs to see some of these. They're, films. they're worth the watch. We, they're highly, very, they're very worth the watch. None of these are boring. Um, John Wick Two was a fantastic dive. Uh, back into the continental and, and and how it all expanded and everything and it really expanded the world of what he was, what he was living in. Um, again, great action scenes, um, great choreography, great stunt work, great cinematography. It's just it's, it was so good. Again, I really enjoyed John Wick Two. T Two with transporting was a great nostalgia trip. Band Aid was a very um, interesting concept and and quite well executed by um zoe lister jones her first directorial debut and um about the couple that would make songs up for their fights that was really cool um and um everyone knows wonder woman is (laughs) but um yeah i couldn't put that in my top 10 because i think i like some other ones more than wonder woman even though i fucking love i love wonder woman uh wind river Wow, I'd struggle to keep that in my top ten as well because that was a really I was pummeled by that film, pummeled. I've been meaning to watch that. It's an emotional just gut, just twist and stab (laughs) from a fucking dagger. (laughs) (coughs) Um, you have you have Jeremy Renner's best performance of his career. All right, and you have um, you great performances all around for John Bernthal, Elizabeth Olsen. And um, uh, the, the girl that plays um, Natalie, the, the girl that gets um, who is turns up dead, which is part of the plot anyway, but she was good too. Um, there's also someone else that was good too, but Gil Birmingham, Gil Birmingham from Hell or High Water, he was so fucking good. Um, and then the the end text of this film, as I said, um, I think I've talked about it in the podcast before, it blew me away. I couldn't believe it. Um, Spider Man was a really fun. Really, Tom Holland's my Spider-Man now, I think. Um, yeah, I think he's I'm the best really iteration of Spider-Man. Yeah. Like, I used to... wasn't an avid reader, but I collected a couple of comics. Like, I had, like, a, a solid binder yeah. full. And, like, a lot of them were Spider-Man, and this is how I, I saw Spider-Man. It was a sarcastic little 15-year-old, and Tom Holland nails it perfectly. It's yeah. really good. It's a complete movie. I like it. Uh, Thor Ragnarok was um, fantastic. Taika Waititi... Um, nailed the shit out of it but unfortunately he did not make the top 10 and It Comes at Night was a really quiet indie that I really enjoyed about uh, the um, uh, fear itself to be honest fear yeah it's, itself. Lot, it's a lot different from the trailer because the, the trailer made it seem like um, a monster movie almost Yeah, but this really isn't it's more of a psychological thriller mm. and it's done really really well yeah it's really well um, right I'll get into my top 10. Top so 10. how it's going to work is... I think I've sp- explained it before. Yeah, six. But then... um, I'll do my first six. I'll talk about them briefly. I just wanted to go too crazy, but I'll talk about them. I still want to talk about them briefly. And then you'll do your, net, you'll do your six. My six. Yeah. Right. Uh, so my number 10 is Blade Runner 2049. And this movie is fucking epic. This... It's just... It's so... It's, it's so... I watched it on Dolby... Or surround sound at event cinemas in Sydney, and um, I think I've I've talked about it before on the podcast as well. But um, I've, I'm really glad I watched it on that because whoa, that's the way it's meant to be seen. Blade Runner twenty forty nine because it's such a 
that this movie this year it took to October for me to say, to say wow I just watched an epic like I watched a big epic on screen because the cinematography is fucking so orgasmically fan oh, just amazing by Roger Deakins uh, that I just every shot is a fucking painting like I could literally just hang every shot in that movie on, around my house yeah, I think right. I'm confident I've and I'm confident saying that every shot in that film I've like kind of an over exaggeration saying every shot but almost every shot there's some really oh there's some really beautiful ones that I can just I can screenshot send to blow it up and just put it up on my wall frame it put it up on my wall and just be like that's People come over. Is that a painting? I was like, no, that's fucking. That's a screenshot. That's Blade by Runner Roger Beach. fucking Deakins yeah. from Blade Runner twenty forty nine. That's and, what I've been meaning uh, to watch. I've only watched. Uh, I've only seen the original Blade Runner very recently, and uh, it took me a while to watch it because apparently there's a ton of different cuts. But um, yeah, no, Blade Runner twenty forty nine is one I've been meaning to watch. I haven't got around to it yet. Yeah, um, it's directed by Denis Villeneuve, who gave us um, uh, Incendi Prisoners. Sicario, Arrival, and now this. Mm. Um, he also gave us Enemy, which is a really cool... Um, it's a mind-bender. Mind-bender, yeah. yeah, great. By With Jake Gyllenhaal, who um, I really love. And I'm, I'm sure you do too. Yeah, he, yeah. he nails everything. This is my boy. My boy Gyllenhaal. Good old Jakey G. Um, and he what, I liked, what he... what I liked what he did with the story here is... Um, he didn't... He didn't... Um, fuck with the original but he also made this movie his own that's what I liked about it so you mean you mean like he kept to the source material well he kept to the source material but he just he still made something of of that he like of his own thing like he still made his own story and and he did it well like he he did it just fan it was just I keep using the word fantastic I need to find my words (laughs) I need to find my words to use I literally need like a thesaurus next to me (laughs) Uh, when I'm doing these things um, Ryan Gosling's great as well, but my favorite character in this film is Joy, played by Anna de Armas, um, who plays his android kind of girlfriend, android, uh, hologram kind of girlfriend. And there's a really beautiful scene in this movie with Mackenzie Davis's character, who she plays like a prostitute, um, uh, in the in the city. And uh, I'm not going to say what it is. It's a really beautiful scene. It's one of my. It's my favorite scene in the film. And. Um, I just yeah, there's nothing more. The only down, the only th- the gripe I have with is um, Jared Leto. That's it. Jared Leto. Yeah, he's <laughs> on a roll lately, isn't he? Because like his scenes, I just didn't find interesting at all. Mm. So he was also good. Um, that the what's what's the name? The, the Dutch the Dutch uh, actress. I I have to get her name because she was really she was she was really good. She played uh, Love. This character called Love. Um, I can get her. I'll get her real quick. Um, she was really fucking good. But the way that there's so many themes that this thing explores, and I've saw this movie, I've seen this movie three times now. Shit. And it goes for two two hours and forty five minutes, and I've seen it three times. That's crazy. And that's how much like I love this movie. It's it's just it's just amazing. Mm. Uh, there's so many. There's a there's. Not so many. There's a, there's some people who have a problem with it because it's not. It's. I would say the score is not as memorable as Vangelis' score from the original Blade Runner, but because um, the only bad thing is they they have to go with the horns like the like you oh, know those horns, yeah, the, the Inception basic. horns. Yeah. 
Yeah, basically something big happens. Yeah, they do that instead of doing this really jingly magic uh, um, instrumental that Vangelis um, layers over the original Blade Runner film, which is just beautiful. The the Blade Runner score is one of my favorite scores of all time. Um, Sylvia Hoax, who played Love, she deserves a she's a standout. She's a very there's a standout in this movie. But my favorite character was definitely Joy, and um, I wanted to find out more about Kay, even though we did want to find we did kind of venture into um, Harrison Ford Deckard's um, uh, his uh, situation. I wanted to find more about Kay's character because he was more interesting to me. I'm sorry than Deckard. <laughs> Could be controversial, but unpopular uh, liked... opinion. Yeah, in this video, I wanted to find out more about Kay. To be honest, um, but yeah, it was still good to see that, and it was good to see um, uh, Rachel there. But it was a, weird, a bit of a weird scene, though. But I was good to see that. Anyway, that's my top ten. Uh, that's my uh, ten. Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Number all nine. My top ten. My whole top ten. Is, is Blade <laughs> my Blade Runner Blade, my whole top ten is Blade Runner twenty forty nine. But um, oh my god, if you haven't seen it, please. Oh my god, please see it. No, I need to see it. If you have a big TV, just watch it on the big TV. Don't watch it on your laptop. This movie doesn't need to be seen on your laptop. It doesn't deserve to be seen on your laptop. This movie needs respect. to be seen on a massive screen with beautiful speakers. It needs to be heard. It needs to be experienced. This movie. It's just incredible. Um, my number nine is a very powerful film uh, by Catherine Bigelow and it's her third film Detroit it's um, it's a really great film about the racial tensions in 1967 when the, when the, when the um, riots were on yeah, it's all about the, the situation that happened at the Algiers Hotel where the three police officers would um, uh, would uh, fuck with the um, African Americans they pretty much terrorised them pretty much terrorised yeah. them um, Will Poulter is a standout in this movie. Really a really fucking standout. Really I think he should be nominated for an Oscar, I think. He, I think he should. Yeah, he definitely should be getting, uh, if not a nomination, then at least a mention, because Shitty was good. Yeah. Yeah, he was he's really He's absolutely really... fucking incredible. He's, he's one of the few bad guys, or well, quote-unquote bad guys in a movie, that really make you genuinely hate them. Yeah. Like, most times you're like, oh yeah, he was a good bad guy, but like, yeah, Will, Will Poulter's character plays a, a, a racist, violent uh, police officer, and... Yeah, he just he's knocks it out. He's so good. He's so intimidating as well. He's scary, even though he's Will Poulter. He's actually, he, and, that, and, that, and that's just great directing by um, Catherine Bigelow. Yeah, because um, your actor is just as great as your, your director, and um, and that's what they say. There's no bad actors. There's just bad directors. Um, I don't know if you heard that saying. Before. I haven't heard that one before now. Uh, because the way for an actor to get the performance up, even they can bring their own things to the table, they've got to be directed. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. You've got to be told what to do. Ex- well, not told what to not do. Not told. But... <laughs> on, this is what I want. Get get as close as you can. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. But Catherine Bigelow did a fantastic fucking job with this movie, and uh, she deserves a lot of credit for it. I think. Look, I, she's not in the talks for the race, but I'd chuck her in for a director. Yeah, right. Director Oscar, I'd chuck her in. Because um, she did, it's, this is easily her best out of her three, and um, I think it should be seen. I've already talked about this a lot in the other podcast. I think it should be seen by a lot of people. I think it's an important film, and I think it still plays in today's society as well. Uh, my number eight is um, Yorgos Lanthimos is back. You thought the lobster was weird? Get ready for the killing of the sacred deer. <laughs> this is <series> fucking bananas. <laughs> In a fucking awesome way, though. In an awesome way. Yeah, that's one I completely. In a weird to watch. way. Uh, 
Wow. Um, yeah. Whew. <laughs> Colin Farrell. He's um, making some interesting choices. He's making some really interesting choices. And um, that's what I like about him. And this, in this movie, he's he's not as how he, he's not as good as he was in the Lobster, um, but he's still his character is still kind of like funny, because there's a scene in this movie where he goes, I think he I think he goes to the door and he goes, um, I don't know if he's speaking his Irish accent or his English accent, but I can't do his Irish one. And he, so he goes to the door, he knocks at the door, he goes, I know you're in there, Barry. I don't. Uh, I think I want you. Um, Come out here and I can fuck you and your mother just like you want me to. <laughs> but he does it in such like the deadpan tone. Like if you've seen The Lobster, how they have that deadpan kind of tone yeah. they have with their dialogue it's, and how yeah, it's written. Monotone. Yeah. yeah. It, it, just, it's just, it just comes out of nowhere, that, that line. <laughs> and I just lost it in the theater. I lost it. And, uh, um, yeah, it's, it's, um, it's not Barry, it's Martin. But because um, the, act, the actor's name is Barry. But... It's another great film by the Yorgos. His humor is still there. I don't know what people are saying about his humor. I think it's still there. It's definitely there because I laughed a lot throughout this film. In like in a like kind of like a should I be laughing? All right, but like oh, it's getting a bit all right. <laughs> it's, a, it's a feel bad. Laugh. Yeah, it's like oh. Uh, but there's also things in this movie that are just like unsettling, mm. and just like this is nothing like the lobster. This is more of a suspense kind of horror film. It's um, some things happen in this movie that are just kind of like a bit uh, that are going to make you like, oh, not as much as Mother does. Oh, yeah. um, But it's going to make you go like, oh, like the sound design is just exquisite. And the the score used is so like, um, uh, is so, uh, it it just, it it feels like it attacks its characters. It feels like it, it, it attacks its characters as well as the audience. And it, it makes you, it, it, it's so, uh, just, it's not, it's not haunting in a way because it's so loud and it's so, it's, it's almost like, um, the psycho, um, violin or cello, oh, yeah. I don't know what they use for that, I, harp, I, I, I don't know. I don't know what it is, I think it's a violin. Strings, we'll just say strings. Strings. Um, but it's like, this is like, it goes for different, obviously it goes a different route and, um, there's so much things in this movie that he's that Yorgos has done so fucking well. And it's such a... These simple images that he's thought of have like... He's thought that... How could this be so horrible for an audience to watch? And he just does it. He just fucking shoots it. And we watch it and we're like, Oh my God, that is horrible. Like, It's just... It's such a simple shot in this movie. There's such a simple shot. And something happens... And the audience just keeled back. And that's it. One thing happens. The audience just keeled back. It was just... I felt the audience be like, oh. You're right. It's just... Wow. And that just goes through um, sound design, um, directing as well. Fantastic directing. Fantastic again. I keep using fantastic. You love fantastic. Is any more words? Any more words I could use to fantastic? I can give spectacular a go. Spectacular. <laughs> can I go back to spectacular? You can give spectacular a go. Immaculate. Immaculate Ooh, directing. Magnificent. You know what? It is immaculate directing because Yorgos <laughs> is a fucking king. Um, if you love Dogtooth, Dogtooth is still... No, I think... Actually, I don't know. Is Dogtooth my favourite still? Anyway, Dogtooth is great. The Lobster's great. The Killing of a Sacred Deer is still great. 
um, he hasn't lost his touch at all. So if you're a fan of like that style, you yeah, have definitely, a good time. definitely. Yeah, if right. you're a fan of Yorgos, definitely check out the Killing of Sacred Deer. And if you want a fucking weird film to watch, check out the Killing of Sacred Deer. Deer. And my fucking standout is Barry Meehan or Megan. He played villain of the year for me. Villain of the year. All oh, right. He's sure. a fucking kid in this movie, and he's villain of the year. Because <laughs> some of the shit he says and some of the shit he does, it's gonna play with me for the rest of just like for the, maybe for the rest of time. Because the way he delivers his lines, the way he, the way he carries out his actions, it's just, it sticks with you. Mm. It sticks with you. And you just, I left the theater like, oh my, oh, that boy was just fucked. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, Killer of a Sacred Deer, number eight. It's, it's, it's a beautiful film. Number seven is, um, this may be a little, I feel like this may be a little higher in your list. But my number seven is The Disaster Artist. Mm. And um, I love this movie. This movie was fucking hilarious. It was... Really we had good. such a great time in the cinema. Oh, yeah. Watching this movie. It's 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 so much fun. Yeah. It's so much fun. But it's so much fun, but it's so much inspiring as well at the same time. Oh, yeah, definitely. Who knew it would be so inspiring? Out of... Like, I walked out of the theater, I was like... Bro, I could act. I'm going to school. I'd be mad. I'm still thinking of it. I'm like, I might. I'm exactly. Like, but yeah, no, it, like it really. That's the thing. It makes it. it that, does, it'll it, make it, you do that. It'll, it'll make you. It's it's a film about the worst movie, arguably the worst movie ever made, but the best worst movie ever made. Best worst movie yeah. ever made. Yeah. And um, it's based off the book written by um, Greg Sestero, who played Mark in the room. Yeah, in the room. Yeah. And uh, he. Um, and and he's. Uh, and how he, and how the film was made, and how he, how uh, Tommy, and how he, how his friendship with Tommy and everything, and, and just how um, nuts Tommy was, it was in and general. And how nuts he was in general, like, yeah. yeah. But it, I just, I, I thought it was just going to be this. Honestly, before I saw the trailer, before I even heard of it, that, um, before I saw the trailer, I just thought it was going to be, oh, are they just going to do all the room scenes and just do it like do that over again? And look how, remember how funny the room was? But no, I watched the first trailer. And I laugh so fucking hard. I've watched it so many times now. The first trailer, the first teaser trailer they dropped. It's it's a lot more than I thought it was. I thought it was going to yeah. be um, like just like literally the making of the room. I thought it was going to be like showing directing and what he did on set, like the shit he pulled. But it's, it's a lot. It's a lot more than that. It's a, a lot deeper, and it goes. Yeah. It starts well before the making of the room, mm. and it finishes way after. And it's it's really it's really good. Yeah. yeah. It's a really good film. It's it's actually James Franco should be nominated for an Oscar, in my opinion. Yeah, for sure. Definitely for sure. Definitely for sure. <laughs> Definitely for sure. Man. Um, he should be nominated for an Oscar, in my opinion. If you've seen the room, watch the room. It's it's so good, yeah. but so bad. Yeah, but oh. so good. You're gonna love it. <laughs> but you're gonna have a good time. You're gonna love it. That's you're a guarantee. That's a guarantee. That's a, that's a good old scoop guarantee. You're gonna love the room. And um, uh, what the fucking. It's just such like there's so many celebrities in this film when the when the celebrity when it opened with the celebrities and yeah you, you found out how many celebrities had actually watched this movie yeah and it's really so, wanted to be a part just, of it it was awesome yeah and you got a bunch of cameos throughout the movie yeah and the way it was handled by James Franco directed by him I just it's it's such I didn't know it was going to come out so inspired and just so happy after the movie it's yeah. just it's such a good film and I think it should be seen by everybody watch it <laughs> watch it. Uh, my number six is who the fuck knew he was going to come out with this? Um, one half of um, Key and Peele yeah. 
and who the fuck knew Jordan Peele would hit us with Get Out in February? Oh my god! Yeah, he's, he's not a, he's not a one trick pony. Like he's not only comedy. Just it, like I watched, I watched, I looked at the poster and and it was like Get Out from the mind of Jordan Peele. I'm like, is it comedy? Yeah. Is it a comedy? Because yeah. it's Keon Peele. And I was like a comedy, and then I watched the trailer. I'm like, this don't look like a fucking comedy. <laughs> and then I watched the movie. And uh, my brother Jonah, he um, he explained this movie as the most Wigan movie of the year. Most Wigan movie of the year. <laughs> Classic Jonah. And um, i got to say, it was. <laughs> Just about the most Wigan movie of the year. Yeah, I think the much. most Wigan movie of the year would be now, to me, would be fucking probably either Killing the Sacred Deer or um, this other one I watched. I don't know. I forget. <laughs> Did I forget? Oh, fuck. I forgot, probably. Oh, Anyway, so, get out. Uh, it's written and directed by Jordan Peele, who's one half of Cam Peele, and um, it stars Daniel Kaluuya, Alison Williams, I think, uh, Bradley Whitford, and Catherine Keener. And it's also got a little uh, little uh, brief appearance from um, Lakeith Stanfield from um, Short Time 12 and Atlanta. Yeah. I, he popped up. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, bad. that was cool. Yeah. Always good seeing uh, Mr. Stanfield. And uh, I just never knew that... The, uh, I don't like horror films. I don't like them. Mm. But I was willing to give this a chance because I, I love Jordan Peele. And I heard it wasn't as much of a horror movie as much of it was a fucking comedy. It was, much as, it was much of a social commentary on what's going on with today's... Especially culturally. Mm. And um, I didn't know I was going to have... I was going to be affected this much by a movie. That the, 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 the tension, the characters... The cinematography is beautiful. Um, the, the camera work, uh, just everything about it. It it was just like I just I I don't know I can't find one flaw because I just I enjoyed this movie so much, even though it's a horror and I and I did get scared when some of the jump scenes are on. I did jump back. We watched it together. I did jump back, and I was like I did. I was a little bit. I was a bit of a bitch. I'll say that, but um. It's just, there was so much, there's so many racial metaphors throughout the movie. Um, and it's funny how this movie got nominated for, it's a funny movie, but it got nominated for a comedy. Yeah. For the comedy yeah, and the Golden Globes. Um, still a bit of a... Which I pretty, uh, I disagree with, because I think it's more of a suspense thriller horror, yeah, I that, think. That's, that's still a puzzling um, uh, racial drama decision for me. It's strange. Um, but the performance from Daniel Kaluuya is um, just... Mesmer, uh, mesmerizing. I like. I've loved him. The bit where he's getting um, uh, fucking hypnotized by Missy. Um, what's his fucking girlfriend's name? Alison Williams' character. Oh, I can't remember. Ah, fuck. I haven't seen it for ages. Anyway, her character, her mother, Missy. Uh, when they dash, when they tits the spoon on the cup, and you can see the tears roll down his face, and that shot. Yeah, oh, it's haunting. That's a, that's a, it's haunting. That is really really good. Cool. I think I was in the trailer as well. Yeah. And it was something that kind of hooked people in, like, oh. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And the way the way um, Peel has written the screenplay, the way he's directed these actors to be these, just to be the way they are, that all the paths that they go through and all the things that they do, it's not gratuitous at all, and it's violence. It yeah. uses its violence well. Um, it's not just, just this gore fest, um, even though it's not supposed to be anyway. But um, when I say that, because there's violence that you can just show at the, throw at the screen by, uh, like, uh, Aronofsky in Mother. Yeah. 
and there's violence where you can kind of contain it and just keep it in that area and that's where it can stay and then that's that's where the violence is and then it doesn't have to be violence peppered yeah, throughout exactly. the whole fucking movie it stays here and yeah. we're just gonna tip off to the next room exactly and um, yeah the way it, the, the screenplay I just I love it I love it it's um, the, the ending was great too even though there's like there's like six endings apparently to it and um, I, I, I like I the ending because he said he was he, he was going to do the alternate ending which if anybody's seen the alternate ending it doesn't end out well for old Chris and um, yeah I um, I, I forgot what I was talking about <laughs> 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 I like yeah he said that it it was he wanted he he thought the audience deserved the happy ending where um, Ron found him the TSA agent. By the way, he's fucking hilarious in this movie and a great use of Redbone as well in this film. Oh yeah, a great for use sure. of Redbone by uh, by uh, Childish Gambino. Um, I just think it's a really I think it's one of the best films of the year. I think it should be I think Peel should be nominated for a best director Oscar in my opinion. Um, and I think it should be nominated for best screenplay as well. So. Yeah, I think it it's one of the it's one of the best horror movies I've ever seen, ever seen, and um, and it's such a just like Detroit, but using it in a different way, different tone. It still is asking those questions about cultural um, issues and um, racial um, discrimination, mm. and how the um, the African Americans are treated, in, especially in America, but we're in Australia. But not to say it doesn't happen here. But um, in America, um, certainly he was surrounded in that. He was in that revi- environment, surrounded by all that, um, all that. Um, what was going on around him, and that's what made it. That was that's what empowered him to make the film. So yeah, please watch Get Out. Um, I just bought it on Blu-ray yesterday, because so, I really want to watch it again. Because I've seen it now three three times. I think so I've seen it now three times, and um, I want to watch it a fourth because I want to see this. Because I want to see what, like, uh, I also love special features as well on DVD as well, so I want to see what's going on. I want to see more of Peel's process. So that's my first six. Let's see your first six. Shit, alright. Um, he's got his phone out, he dropped it. Alright, here we go. His phone. So my, my, my top ten, it was a hard one to make. I, I think I spent, like, four days rearranging and then taking movies out and putting movies back in. Because it was very, it was very yeah, difficult to do. Yeah, it was an, it was an arduous process. Yeah, it was a, it was a hard one. Yeah. All right, number ten uh, is Get Out. Oh wow! Spoke about it. it. The reason it's number ten is just because I just enjoyed these movies more. I mean, Get Out yeah. definitely deserves okay. the accolades that definitely. it should get. Hopefully, yeah, it, it deserves the praise that it's getting now. It is one of the best of the year, but. I just enjoyed the these the rest of these ones just just a bit more. Um, all right, number nine is uh the Hitman's Bodyguard. Oh wow! Oh, wow! Yeah. Oh no! Listen, wow! I loved this. There was not one moment where I wasn't wow. sitting there going, "Man, this movie could use something more." The entire oh, wow. time in the movie, I'm sitting there going, "This is one of the best things I've ever seen," and I was always laughing. I was always giggling. <laughs> and I was always entertained. I fucking loved it. That's all I got to say about that. Right. Well, yeah, that movie was 
Very mixed around the world. I I'll say that. Very mixed. Loved it. <laughs> All right, number eight. It. 2017. With the. Everyone knows it. I was about to say, you know, with the scary clown? Yeah. <laughs> Everybody knows Bill Skarsgård. Yeah. Not, not, um, not fucking. What's his name? What's his name? Tim. Tim Curry. Tim Curry. Tim Curry. Yeah, not no. with Tim Curry. Spill Bill Skarsgård. It, as I said earlier, I'm a fan of horror movies, and a lot of them disappoint. It is exactly what a horror movie should be. This should be the new foundation of how to make a horror movie, because this was fucking beautiful. Not only was... The scares weren't cheap. They were deserved scares. They were worked for. But the acting was phenomenal. From kids. They're 15. 15, 16. They're so good. You got uh, Finn Wolfhard. He's the only, he's the only one whose name I know. Things. You got Finn Wolfhard. is fucking hilarious. That, that little dude can do a couple things. You know, we've seen him been a, a serious little wank stain on Stranger Things and now he's a, a jokey sarcastic little wank stain in it and it's beautiful and then you got the I don't know her name but the the girl who played Beverly she I think I was my favourite in the movie because um, she just she she had the most uh, emotional depth I suppose you'd call it in the movie um, you know she had just the a lot of scare scenes, a lot of crying scenes, um, but they're like to to deal with her home life. Ironically, oh, not ironically, but her her home life instead of Pennywise the entire time. Yeah, like you find you find out about her, and it's like shit. No, it's... She's getting a raw deal, but um, yeah, the acting is really great. The main kid who played Billy, um, I don't know if he's got a stutter in real life. I'm gonna say no because he's an actor, but um, fuck, he pulled off that stutter good. Like, god damn, most people would just, they just, like, throughout a sentence... Trying to hate it. Nah, see, it was good. It, <laughs> like, he probably hated it because the stutter is annoying at times. But it was a really good stutter. Like, it wasn't overdone, it wasn't undone, it was put in the perfect bits, and, like, it was consistent. Like, he, he, he just does it. It just does it so well. I love this little dude. And then you got the the, the little dude, uh, what was his name? Ben. Benny. Ben. Little, little fat boy. I loved him. I want to be his friend. Everyone didn't. Yeah, he he was bullied in the film, but oh, I want to be his friend. He's a cool little dude. Anyway, it see it beautiful. Bill Skarsgård, scary as shit. The kids really fucking good. It the cinematography beautiful. CGI beautiful. The movie beautiful. It's good. Watch it. Done. Seven. Atomic Blonde. Don't hit the fucking table. <laughs> Seven. Atomic Blonde. Uh, <clears throat> Charlize Theron. Uh, female John Wick. You Jane Wick. You could easily put it as that Jane Wick. Jane Wick, <laughs> eh? <laughs> you, you could you could easily put it, you know, say it's a like degrade it by saying female John Wick, but no, it's really Tom and Blonde. Your list is really fucking surprising me. It's really fucking it's good. fucking surprising um, me. Who else was the? Oh, what's his name? James McAvoy. James McAvoy. Uh, my God, that man can do no wrong. It's just it's so it's a fun time. It's a good old spy movie. Uh, the action is really, really good. Um. I'm not sure if I remember them using shaky cam in it or not. There might have been a few bits, but it was done well and it was subtle because I, I don't remember it. So obviously it was done well. If it was shit, I would have. I'd be shitting all over it. Now the whole thing is, is yeah, dude. Is the great. whole the shot with um, this and this just goes to great um, stunt work. This goes to great um, stunts and choreography. There's the fight when um, 
I think it's James McAvoy's character. What's his name? He's, um, uh, I can't remember. I watched it ages ago. I don't remember anyone's name. He, um, when they shoot uh, the guy who has the list and his watch. Yeah. They shoot, he shoots him and then she goes into the building she has to like carry him because he's bleeding, I think. And she goes into the building she's got to fight the guards off and then she goes to that top floor and she's got to, she fights that dude for like ages and you can tell that she's so tired and yeah, everybody's they show, tired. They they show um it's such in, a good in all fight the characters, too. even in like the just the goons, they show really good yeah, deterioration. It's such a good like, fight, you, man. You see it take their toll. It's one of the best fights I've seen this year. Yeah, it's it's really fucking good. It's so fucking good. And it's so you can just tell that these characters are like are just real people having a fight and they're just like they're fucking fighting. <laughs> yeah, it's not like shot, 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 showing these things. A show, it's all in one shot, and they can they show it all. They yeah, show it all. You can you can feel them punches. Anyway, Tommy Blonde. Yeah, I won't, I won't go on. I loved it. Uh, number six was an interesting little film <clears throat> that flew under my radar until it was mentioned to me by Kyle here. Uh, was it my radar? Huh? My radar? What? Uh, it flew under my radar. Oh, right, until sorry. Until it was mentioned to me by you. Oh, sorry. Brigsby Bear. Brigsby Bear, nice. Man, that's a, that's a good yes. movie. I'll, I'll, ke- I'll keep it short. Yeah. It's a, it's a, because I don't think I can say too much about it, because you say too much about it, you're going to give the plot away. But um, Briggs Bear, it's a good little, it's a feel-good movie. Yeah, man. Um, everything is really good in it. Like, the, the main dude, I don't know anyone's name, but the main dude, I really, Carl Mooney. I really fucking liked him. Carl Mooney. He, pl- he played, fantastic. he played oh, the up, sort of, <laughs> so fantastic. he played the sort of lost innocence really well. Um, oh, dude, I thought it was a cat. Fuck. Just a, no, that's a toy penguin. Yeah. <laughs> it's a toy penguin. It's got balls inside. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, just really, just, it's really good. It's a feel good movie. It's basically, it's like the opposite of, Room with Brie Larson. Oh yeah, it's definitely. like it's 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 the opposite. You can take that situation held captive for so long two different ways. You can take it mm. Room, or you could take it Brigsby Bear. And yeah, it's really good. And that's my. Uh, that's your first six. That's my six. That's right. down to six. Five to two. Yeah. Um, my number five is Logan. Hmm. Uh, this is Hugh Jackman's best performance as Wolverine. Daphne Keane fucking kicks ass. Daphne Keane. Oh my god. X20, um, X23, Laura Kinney. Fucking hell. Kicks ass. Patrick Stewart. This is one of his best performances in a very long time. Oh, that was a... Very long time. That hurt to watch. Good old... Good old Patty boy. Yeah, exactly. That hurt. Um, it's such an emotional film. It's... It's... I would, I'm not, I'm not, I can't call this a superhero movie because I think it's a film. I, it's a it's, film. It's, yeah, it's James a, Mangold did a fantastic. He did a great it's a, job directing this movie. Yeah, it's a film with like you know the, the superhero genre, but it is not a superhero movie. It's it's a work of art. Yeah, it's like it's, a, it's beautiful. Yeah. It's a it's a really uh, it's a great we- it's like I got the west this western vibe from it. It's um, the way because it, it's kind of like and then it's kind of turns into like a road trip movie in the second act and then in the third act it's, it's so fucking brutal, man. It's yeah, brutal. It's really, really. They brutal. stuck to the R rating. I tell you, they stuck to the R rating because the first movie, this movie, the first movie, of this movie is literally fuck. Yeah, yeah, it is, isn't it? <laughs> first word, fuck. Literally, fuck. When he's waking up in the limo on yeah. the. Uh, and then, and then you're like, oh, this movie can't be that violent. 
I watched this movie in the cinema with my dad on the f- for the first time I watched it. And uh, I was like, oh, let's see if they can stick to our rating. He says, fuck. I'm like, all right. They kind of did. And then I was like, yeah, but how brutal is this movie going to be? Oh, first, first fucking scene. He cuts a dude's arm off. Yeah. Yeah. yeah thinking, I want to see the violence. Claws. And they're like, you it's know like what? A, Let's show like him the violence. Kid. And just demolish it. Exactly. People. It's yeah. so brutal. And it's so fucking good. It's a great story. It's a, And it's a fan. Oh. Fantastic. No fan. I fell into that pit again. I really need to get a fucking thesaurus, I'll tell you. <laughs> get me thesaurus for my um, next birthday next year. But that's like quite a long way away, isn't it? I'll just, I'll, I'll, I'll black out the word fantastic so you never read it again. <laughs> so I never read fantastic again. It's such a well-told story. Um, and it's such a memorable send-off. Very memorable send-off to Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. As 17 years yeah, as Wolverine. 17 years, ever since 2000. 17 years as Wolverine. And it's such a memorable send-off. It's such a great final scene. Um, it's a great send-off to um, Professor X as well. Yeah. And um, Daphne Keane. Can we get an X-23 movie? I'd love to see it. That would be fucking awesome. It would be pretty dope. Um, my only gripe with this movie would be the villain. Again, not memorable to me. Um, mm. Yeah, not not that memorable. But that's it. That's it. I fucking love Logan. I think it... And I think... Even if you don't like superhero movies, I think you should see this movie. Because... It's not a superhero it's movie. It's not a superhero it's movie, got a, It's got no, a superhero not, in it. It's a superhero in it. It's not a superhero movie. But it's movie. not. No. Yeah. I think this is a film. And um and it's, it it um it should be seen and it's a really good it's a really good film. Yeah. At, at that at that. Um Cool. <laughs> My number four is Brigsby Bear. Brigsby Bear. Um now yeah, so I I did get you onto Brigsby Bear after I saw it. And, um, because the reason I loved it was, I just, I, again, like, the disaster artist, I came out of it so happy and inspired, and I wanted to create things, um, create even more things, so I've created three things already this year. <laughs> uh, I wanted to create even more stuff, because the way Kyle Mooney's character as, um, oh, no, I forgot the character's so name, I just had a blank. Oh, no. <laughs> What's his name? Hold on. Oh. IMDb. Yeah, go for the IMDb. I need to get their names right. But um, even the beginning, Mark Hamill is um, Ted. He plays his captor in the beginning when he's in the bunker. Um, oh, it's, it, yeah. He was great. James. It's just James. Just James. It's just James. How, yeah, do you, how do you so, forget James? Yeah, he was good. Um, he, I think that his, his parents were good too, especially his father. I liked his father. Yeah, um, I've only ever seen him in comedies before. Yeah. I've, I don't know his name. He was good. I feel his like sister it's too. Something. She's coming up. I liked. Uh, so I, I liked. I liked her in the house. I didn't like the house, but I liked her in the house. Yeah, I was gonna say same thing. Yeah, I liked. I liked her in the house. I she liked her, good. but I didn't like the house. Yeah, but I liked her. And then she's in this, and I was like, oh, I like her even more. Yeah. And then because he's in the bunker, he's he's coming out. He's discovering these new things, and just his passion, his drive to finish this thing. It just really inspired me after I came out of it. And I fucking love Brigsby Bear. So it's it's the opposite of the, of, of room. Yeah. Brigsby, you come out happy and you're like, I want to do stuff. And the room is like, I think I'm going to kill yeah. myself. And it's one of the best comedy movies of the year. That's oh, yeah. really fucking funny too. For sure. Definitely. Um, my number three. Number three. My number three is one of the best screenplays of the year. It's one of the best revelationary. Revelationary? Is that a, is that a 
Is that a word? This performance, this performance was a revelation, I think. Yeah. Um, and it's such a heartwarming story, and that's the big sick. It's uh, fan- written and direct- written by Kamal Nanjani and Emily V. Gordon about the true story about her and her um, being in a coma, and it's directed by Michael Showalter. And uh, it, this is just a beautiful film. It's just a beautiful film. Mm. And uh, it's a really great, as I said, even it's based on a true story, it's a really great screenplay. Zoe Kazan is just, as always, just so good. Yeah, pretty damn good. Great is playing um, playing Emily. Um, but also, uh, Ray Romano and Holly Hunter. Oh, no, Ray Romano, definitely. Yeah. I didn't know it was Ray. I'm sitting there and he, like, he, his, his character comes up and I was like, is that fucking Ray Ro- Is that everybody loves Raymond? And I'm sitting there watching it and he talks and he doesn't sound as nasally as he normally does. I'm like, I think that's everybody loves Raymond. Yeah. And then he, he moves around you see his face clearly. I'm like, it's, oh my God, it's Ray Romano. Holy shit. And he plays so well. He's not just a funny character. He plays a very, uh, I would say sad conflicted character it's different from what you see from Romano and it's it's fuck it's good yeah yeah he was fantastic he especially was. the bit where he goes off in the comedy club yeah that was pretty fun and uh <laughs> the guy goes go go back to isis <laughs> yeah. and then like holly hunter goes off her character goes off yeah, she um terry nuts. and then um yeah Ray Romano. that he just goes what does he say well, i i get yeah. off and he calls him a bad person. Yeah, a bad <laughs> person. And then he goes, uh, like, uh, Maya Laverta gets up. Uh, he says something really fucking funny. Then he starts swearing and stuff. Then he leaves. Yeah. And, he's just, and then his interactions, everybody's chemistry, the chemistry between Kamano Jani and Zoe Kazan, by the way, it's mm. just, it's there. It's really good. It's very there. And um, I just never thought I would end up just fucking loving this movie. It It is so good. And it's just, it's so you just feel so good after it, like it's not as it's you don't come out inspired like oh it's it's just a I just come out of it saying that was You're such a good good time yeah you're feeling and good. it was just a beautiful movie beautiful movie and um, yeah that's big sick oh my god how the fuck did that not get screenplay at least that, for Golden Globes that was, screenplay at least yeah that was snub that was slept under the rug oh my god that was, that was a bad one that was, that was an upset that. Like, I just, I don't get it. Number two, you got to have one killer track for Baby Driver. Uh, Written and directed by Edgar Wright, who gave us the Cornetto trilogy, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. Fucking, fuck it, the screenplay for Ant-Man. Sorry, Peyton Reed. Uh, (laughs) Well, he was going to direct it too, but then Peyton Reed directed it. Did they use his screenplay? Oh, I've got no idea. I think they used his screenplay, but Peyton Reed directed it. But... Fuck it, we'll give me it, man. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, wow, wow, this movie is so fucking good and yeah. so fun. It's such an entertaining movie from start to finish. Definitely, it's one of the best movies of the year. It's one of my favorite movies of the year. Ansel Elgort blew me away. Blew me away. Yeah. The editing is immaculate. Immaculate. It's so fucking good, the editing. Yeah, that is. I can't. I can't it's, say it's, so much. I can't stop talking so much about the editing because it's, it's just. A, it's in, in my opinion, it's definitely the best part of the film because it goes with the soundtrack perfectly. Yeah, it's beautiful. Oh my god! This, I, this, I didn't notice it until a little bit. I was like, yeah. hold on, that's this is. 
oh shit they're doing that yeah yeah, no, exactly. no, yeah, okay, yeah. Okay, because okay. you turned to me in the cinema the first time I watched it because I watched it three times in the cinema the first time we watched it you turned to me and goes hey go to this and I was like yeah yeah because <laughs> you, you, don't, you don't notice it and so like I don't want to give it away because the, the, the fun is kind of sitting there going ah I see you yeah but then like you don't I, at least I didn't notice it for a while and I, I was sitting there I'm like hold on oh that's fun yeah and then it pretty much set up the whole movie it's beautiful so good, so good. Yeah, it's great. The so music's good. great. What's going to be remembered is the soundtrack, definitely, fan- oh, like, hands yeah. down. Everything. Hands down. Everything about this the movie soundtrack is, is so fucking good. So good. Oh, everything. my God. The opening sequence is so good. It's, it's fantastic. <laughs> it's one of the best opening sequences I've seen. It's fucking... Edgar Wright, what I love about Edgar Wright, he's so meticulous of his details, and he, put, he peppers so much things throughout his film that you need to watch again you're like oh we did that like yeah and then um, once, once you buy and there's so the many movie, little things it. that he does there's so many little things that he does that you're just like oh this is why I love fucking movies man this is why I love movies like the Scott Pilgrim's is the world where um Knife shows up to Scott's house and she goes is Scott here and then he jumps out the window <laughs> and then Russ, um, Wallace goes oh we just left yeah that's that's my favorite <laughs> it's just that it's so fucking funny yeah and it's just so good um and the screenplay here. Now, you can say what you love about the love story. I loved it. I loved. I loved the love story. Lily James is beautiful in this film. Mm. She, um, I, I loved her. I loved the chemistry between Lily James and Angela Elgort. Um, I loved John Bernthal for the five seconds he was there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I was hoping he'd stick around, but no. I loved John Hamm, Isaac John. Gonzalez. She's a newcomer. I'm gonna start watching her because she. I loved her as Darling. Mm. Um, uh, Kevin Spacey. That's it. <laughs> him across. Oh, he's in him it. Across. He he was great in it. He did a great. performance I, Yeah, he was good, but uh, it's weird talking about him now, isn't it? Uh, you, you can you can separate about him you now. can separate you know personal life and professional life. He yeah. did he did really really well. He was really good. In Jamie it. Fox though. Yeah, Jamie, Jamie Fox is bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's really great. Very. Uh, he he stuck to you. Yeah, he's really cool. He did really cool. Um, but what what I love about this movie is the soundtrack, performances, directing, editing, um, editing, oh, editing. Number editing. one, it should be editing. Actually, um, the screenplay is so sharp, the dialogue is so witty, and the characters are so memorable. And Baby Driver is one of the fucking best movies of the year. Yeah, it's really good. That's my that's why it's my number two. But my number one is going to surprise some people. All right, let's Maybe do it. Let's do it. Uh, let's hear your top. Let's five. go five to two. Five to two. Let's do it. Number five is the Disaster Artist. Wow! I thought it. it's going to be a number one. I honestly no. thought this is going to be a number one. No, Disaster Eyes oh, is number wow. five. It, it was down there. I think I had it as number two before. But, um, yeah, I kind of had a thought about it. I was like, I'm going to have to move you up a bit. Sorry. Sorry, Franco. But, um, you know, I, I, I loved it. Huge fan of The Room. Huge fan of Disaster Eyes. They got a bunch of little inside jokes peppered in there that you, you, you're only going to notice if you are a fan of The Room. Yeah, it's great. Don't need to talk more about it. Already spoken about it. Number four. Detroit. Oh. Uh, wow, that's so high up in your list. We have, we've spoken about this before, but uh, the reason Detroit, one of the main reasons Detroit is uh, number four is not only because the acting is phenomenal, everything's pretty damn good oh, about yeah. this movie, but it's an accurate representation, I believe, because they could have so easily just gone mm. for a race bait movie. They could have so easily Especially made Especially Catherine it, Bigelow attached to it as well. Yeah, they, they could have made it again, so easy yeah. just with making every single cop the, the racist villain in this mm-hmm. and then making Definitely. every single African-American the, like, the, the good guy who did nothing wrong. 
but they they structure it at the beginning how the riot started you know like shit happens people got upset the police came in well okay what happened was the police shut down a nightclub uh a private party because every people were drinking and they didn't have a uh, a liquor license obviously you have to shut it down because that is an illegal activity yeah um so they go they go there and then the citizens of Detroit they start you know yelling at the police and abusing the police and throwing shit at the police mm-hmm. yeah and then right after that they just start rioting like one of them uh, one person chucks a rock at a window and the window just smashes and then they all start stealing shit and then that starts off by going like first like you're sitting there going oh okay good they they're showing it you know how it happened and then as it goes through there are people who are um, you see people just trying to get to work and then you see the degenerates who are looting but then you just see just see the everyday people who are still trying to shop, still try to go to work. There's a dude, I forget his name, he's standing on a car with a megaphone talking about, don't destroy your own neighborhood. You may be angry at them, but this is your neighborhood. Like this is your home. And yeah, yeah, I'm not too sure. But yeah, like he... So it does a great job of distinguishing the two groups of people, the rioters and then the people who just wanted to live their... Like do what they're supposed to do. So the guilty party and then the innocent party. Yeah. And then, you know, in the police, you, uh, in the Detroit police force, they established very, very early on that there's, there was like a handful of these people, the main cops, there's like three or four of them, um, that are the real villains. They're the, they're the racist ones. It's, it's just, they're the racist ones. They're the evil ones. They just want to hurt people. They don't care about anything. And it's established very early on. And then, you know, other cops are just other cops. They're just regular people. You know, some, they're not doing anything malicious. Um, it just does so well. It does so well. I, I hadn't heard about the uh, Al- Algier Hotel murders until I watched this and then I did a bit of research on it. But um, just th- how someone can go through that is just ridiculous. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, For so it's long, so, It's For so, so hard to believe that that could actually happen. Yeah. Because it's just it so far out there. It there. sucks to believe it actually happened. But, uh, and it, this this movie does a great way... It, it does a it, it does a great job at showing how racism just creates more racism, as you see with uh, Cleveland. That's his last name. I can't remember his first name. Cleveland. Ah, uh, the singer. Oh, it's fucking. No. Oh, yeah, so it. his last name is Cleveland. I've lost it. He was my, na- my last name's Cleveland. But um, you see how you know after yeah through his experience he just begin he just he just gets a. Um, it's a real man, by the way. It's all real people. But he just gets like a, oh, a, a true story, an, yeah. an average, or not an average, a, an overall, you know, blanket uh, disdain and hate for just white people in general, and even more for cops because of what he went through. And it shows how um, the cops, you know, they just it's just it's just blind hate. Racism just makes more racism. Hate just makes more hate. And this movie does a phenomenal job of showing that it's very balanced. It doesn't lean one way or the other biased. Like it, it stays very, very neutral in it and just shows you what happened. And it doesn't feel like there's an agenda to it. Like a lot of movies do have nowadays. Um, so that was my number four, Detroit. Loved it. Uh, number three, the big sick. I was trying to find a dude. Oh, all right. Wow. Yeah. We got the same bit. Number same yeah. three. Number three, the nice. big sick. I'm not normally a fan of romance movies. I don't like them. A lot of them are cheesy. A lot of them are... Rom-coms. Rom-coms. Yeah. A lot of them are cheesy. You know, they're not inventive. Um, not nowadays. I, I didn't know that the big oh, really? sick was a true story and everything actually happened to mm. Kumail Nanjiani and Emily uh, until after I watched it. Because when I started watching it, you know, obviously Kumail's name is Kumail. And I was like, oh, that's kind of, that's kind of cool. Maybe he wrote it. 
I, mean, I knew he wrote it, but I was like, that's kind of cool. He wants to keep his own name. I didn't know it was a true story until the end of the movie where they show uh, in the credits and they, they, they show pictures of the real Emily and real Kumo, and like Kumail Nanjani. And um, yeah, it's very... It's another movie where it's crazy how people can go through that. Like, it's a completely different scenario to, to Detroit, but it's like, it's, it's such an out-of-this-world story that you're like, you've got to be making this up, man. This doesn't happen to people, but it does. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's beautiful. It's a big sick. Number three. Number two, Baby Driver. Oh, oh Baby Driver. Just love Baby Driver. Everything in Baby Driver. The, the fucking, I love Baby. I love driving. Baby Driver. Beautiful. He's so wow, good. Wow, that was... Uh, Ansel Elgort. Yeah. I didn't see him until relatively late in his career. See, I never saw Fault in That Stars, but I yeah, watched no, him was, in Divergent. It was relatively late, but early. It was like the Fault in yeah. That Stars. It was his first big thing, yeah. if I remember correctly. And that was when I saw him. I was like, shit, he's going somewhere. This is going to be dope. And then he was in Divergent. I was like, oh, maybe, maybe, maybe he might go as far as I think. And then he goes in Baby Drive. I'm like, oh, he's definitely going somewhere. He's going to be mad. But um, I love when I call shit. Love what? when I call it. I'm like, he's going to be fucking great. And then he rocks oh, up yeah. in Baby Driver. Rocks like, in Baby Driver. <laughs> everything was great in this. Every, everything, the ca- all the characters are fun. They're all unique. The the, the, the fucking colors are beautiful. The sound is beautiful. The editing's beautiful. The driving is beautiful. The, the plans are beautiful. Kevin Spacey is beautiful in the movie. It's beautiful. He's <laughs> 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 beautiful. Jamie Foxx is beautiful. John Bernthal is beautiful. All the other dudes are beautiful. And Arnold Elgort, everyone's just hot. Lily Lily James for so long, I confused for Lily Allen. I was like, she's a singer. What the fuck is she doing in the movie? But Two different people. Can be in movies Two different up. people, ladies and gentlemen. There's Lily Allen, the singer, and then there's Lily James, the actress. Don't get them confused. She's Cinderella. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> she was for Cinderella. But yeah, that's that's number two. <laughs> number two is Baby Driver. Um, right. So our number ones. Alright, who's gone first? So what are your honorable what are your honorable mentions again? Uh, honorable mentions, Logan Lucky, Train Spotting Two, Guardians of the Galaxy Two, Spider Man Homecoming, Ingrid Goes West, and Free fire. Those are my oh, okay. All right. So okay, wait. I need to hear him again. Okay, so I need to hear him again. Okay. <laughs> Sam, yeah, say him again. My honorables. Yeah. Uh, Logan Lucky. Okay. Transporting two. Okay. Guardians of the Galaxy two. Yeah. Spider Man Homecoming. Yeah. Ingrid Goes West and Free Fire. I'm just trying to figure a film that. Okay. I know what number one could, could be. I know what it could be. Oh, I don't think you do. Sorry? I don't think you do. I don't think you know. I don't think you know what it is. Huh? I don't think you know what it is. Can I guess? Oh, you can guess. Dunkirk. No, incorrect. I haven't seen Dunkirk yet. We both haven't seen Dunkirk. We both haven't seen it yet. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. Been meaning to. I, I'm, I'm ready to watch it. I just haven't gotten around to it. Yeah, no. I didn't never... I haven't had time. I've been uh, sick. You've got to be in a mood for a war movie. Especially an epic like that. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, that was probably like two and a half, two and a half hours. Christopher Nolan. Christopher Nolan's always, always making those movies. He's, um, gone, he's gone number one first. You or me? Do you want to go first? I'll go first. Um, can I to, I'll take two more guesses. Yeah, go on. Okay, I'm just trying to think. I'm, I've, got, I've got your emotions down. I'm just trying to think. Um... I don't think my honourable mentions will give you any sort of insight. To, like, okay. To, Is this uh, a movie that I know? One. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I mean, I mean, like, yeah, you you know it, yeah, yeah. Like, did we watch it together, or? Um, I believe so. That was a while ago. I think we did. It was this year. Is this year, right? Yeah. Oh, it's Logan. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my number one's Logan. Uh, fuck, this movie, it hit me in such a sore spot right in my heart, right in the thump thump. I <laughs> loved this movie. It made me so sad. Like, I... Of course, everybody grew up with uh, Hugh Jackman as Wolverine for seven, 17 years. That's... I'm 20. That was a long time. I remember watching the... Uh, first X-Men movie because dad bought it on DVD and he's like you wanna watch this with me? I was like oh fuck yeah I was like five years old or some shit I don't know I was a kid yeah but and I was like oh this is dope I remember one I remember the one dude I don't know what his name is so I'm gonna call him Frog because basically he was a frog and he'd get his neck and he puffs out like the way frogs do and I was like oh that's crazy and you got Wolverine with the schnick schnick and the fucking everybody the schnick schnick oh beautiful and then you know I watched every pretty much everything up to this point X-Men Every, yeah, everything Every up, up to this point. Yeah. And then, you know, the, like, they're, they're, they're good, but they're not ones I'd go back and say, best movies of all time. Um, X-Men 2 is pretty fucking good. Yeah, you, you gotta love them, though. And, uh, First class, and, then, and then Logan came out. Days of Future Past is good, too. And then Logan came out, and I was like, oh, okay. I wonder how they're gonna... <clears throat> I wonder how they're gonna go with this. Mm. Because um, I hadn't heard anything about the story, or the plot, when it was announced. And I, one of my favorite comics is the old man Logan storyline, which is a different, it takes a different route from the mo- the movie does. It's the same sort of scenario. Like it's in the future and the, uh, something's happened to all the mutants and then, you know, Logan's just chilling. Mm. But, um, it's, it's like the same sort of area, but like the, the one of my favorite comics is it's old man Logan. And I think it's, um, it's like planet Hulk or some shit as well. Like Hulk's, kids like his offspring have pretty much taken over the planet like earth and they're just eating people left and right um and then yeah like he doesn't sound too good no and then like <laughs> logan just i can't remember what happens i think they take his family or something and he just goes nuts he just goes in and rips them all the fuck apart like he gets eaten by one of them in the comic and then like you're like oh no it's done but then you look and there's like 20 pages left you're like it's not done <laughs> and then the next scene he's like cut himself out of his gut and then he goes and takes on hulk oh it's dope um but yeah, I didn't know what, what route they were taking. I was like, if they take that one, it'll be interesting. It'll be good. But they took this one and every it was so painful to watch. I didn't I don't want to see Professor X like that. Yeah. I don't no, want to see was, that yeah, was the that hardest was, bit of the whole thing because it starts off and the first time you see it, you're like, Oh what's happening yeah, to you? It's got dementia. What's happening to you? And he's just going uh. nuts. And then yeah, everything is just it's it's so it's so sad because you you see the, the wear and tear on Wolverine. And it's like, it's like, man, what's happened? It's, this has hit me right in my heart the entire time. And then you got the fucking... Everything's just so good. Everything's so good. I shed a tear. I'm not going to lie about it. I, shed t- I needed a drink after I watched it for the second time. Dude, I shed I a tear as well. I can't get through end, that movie without, well. without tearing. I'm, a, I'm emotionally and mentally affected by that movie every time I watch it. I need to have a... I need to, you know, down a couple shots, Lil John style, after I watch that movie. And just pour one out for my homie Logan. That's oh, it's crazy. I need him in my life, and I can't believe that's the last movie. Can't no, believe no, it. No more Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. Did he, did he express any interest in appearing in Deadpool at all? Uh, I'm not too sure. Yeah, to no, be I honest with so. you, I don't think he will. Yeah. I don't think he will. Yeah, Lo- Logan. Logan. It's a great send off though. Oh, beautiful send off. Yeah, Logan, my number one, and it's, it's it's the final final Hugh Jackman. Don't know. If they're gonna cast someone else for um, all these other upcoming uh, movies that are going on, who's your front runner for Wolverine? 
I haven't got any because Hugh Jackman is my front runner. Fuck everyone else. No one else has a, has a shot. Get out of here. Leave. I think Tom Hardy could be a good Wolverine. You reckon so? Yeah, maybe. Like years, years, years though. I think years, he be a, years. He could be a good old Logan. Yeah. I don't think he'd be a good Wolverine at the moment. No, that's meant at the yeah, moment. Yeah. I'm talking about years, years, years. Yeah, I, I, I need from Hugh Jackman. I need. I think I need like a decade. Yeah, Tom Hardy. Maybe he'll have to lose. He'll have to lose all that muscle. Though. I, don't, I don't think he'll be down to do that. No. Tom Hardy's a fucking tank. That's why he's playing Venom. Because <laughs> he's big. He's a beast. But yeah, that's, so that's number one. That's number one. That's number one. Logan. Number one. Logan. Right. Let's do it. Take any guesses? Oh, I've got no clue. You're... <sighs> no, I can't think of anything. Did you what? want to hear my honorable mentions yeah, what are you, again? Yeah, what, what are your honorables? Okay, so my honorable mentions are John Wick Chapter 2, mm-hmm. the Lego Batman movie, T2 Transporting, Band-Aid, Free Fire, Shot Caller, Wonder Woman, Wind River, Spider-Man Homecoming, Thor Ragnarok, It Comes at Night, and Ingrid Goes West. Some... Don't know, what have you seen? Shit. It's been a... I've seen a lot of movies. It's big years. I've a seen lot a lot of, of movies. A lot of stuff has come out, my boy. <laughs> um, take a stab in the dark. I'm going to say... A ghost story. Yeah. <laughs> is it really? Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> My number one is A Ghost Story. Nice, nice. Uh, written and directed by David Larry. Uh, this movie floored me. Absolutely floored me. And I'm not talking about like floored me emotionally. It got me by its hands, pushed me through the earth, and said, stay down, fucking stay down there until you stop crying like a fucking bitch. <laughs> Because I was crying at the end of this film. I was crying in the theater. I was... Because I, I'd, I'd just been hit by this wave of just... Whoa, of just life. Just a wave of... <laughs> of just like... What, what did I just watch? Like... Oh my god, it's so... So much... I've just so, experienced so much. And all these feelings and emotions have been have like just shown itself and it just went fucking hit me in the face. <laughs> and then I just sat there, not like crying. Like, <laughs> I was, I sat there like, um, Chris and get out when he's fucking sitting there and he's fucking tears are rolling down like that. He's, and his eyes are like wide open. That was my face at the end of the a ghost story. Silent crying. That was my face. <laughs> it fucking floored me. Yeah, right. This movie is, it's, uh, it's such hard, it's so hard to describe it's um who knew that uh Casey Affleck could act in a sheet cuz uh, he can <laughs> he's in a sheet and it's him it's actually him i've i've done my research it's actually him mm. uh there's a very long scene with Rooney Mara in this film that that are going to divide that's how it's going to divide its audience i think I fucking loved it. I'll happily watch that over and over again because it, it, um, I got what it, what Larry was trying to say and what the scene was trying to convey to me. So that's why I stayed there for that. The cinematography is fucking gorgeous. It's shot in this beautiful four by three um, format that that makes you um, feel like you've stumbled across these home movies that need to be protected. 
because they contain so much valuable information that um and it's like they don't want everybody to f- like find out like we would we the audience in the theater the theater that I was at feel like we've just like found out these secrets about humanity and stuff because I tell you what I fucking had a revelation after I seen this film and I was like this is this what, is this my place in the universe is this is like is, is this is this what we are that's a real is thinker this, is this our life <laughs> this movie just makes you question a lot of things in your life especially your own humanity uh your spirituality especially and i'm crying I'm crying talking about it um it's beautiful it's um it's such a beautiful film it's so special to me um I couldn't, like, uh, that's the thing. I can't relate to anything in the film, but I related to the themes. That's the thing. That's what I like with film, that because you can you can put matter in there or, like, you can put the plot in there. The plot doesn't have to relate to you, but the themes that are layered throughout and and the sub, um, even the sub-themes as well and uh, the underlying themes uh, that a director or a writer will put in there yeah, is we, what we, that was what we feel. With film, it's, it's great because you, you don't need to have to have experienced something in order to connect with it, especially when definitely when it's done well nah. in a film. Like you can exactly you, you can be fucking Will Smith's sons and just you know have a have a have a chill sort of good life. You know, have a couple bumps here and there in the road, but just be just be cool. And then you can watch something that something tragic, and you can be like, man, that. That affected me. You don't need to experience it if it's done well. It's beauty film. Mm. It's beautiful. Exactly. And the, the and there, I will agree. There was a scene in the film that does kind of lay it out for us. I mean, like, oh, I get it. I don't know what the film's about, but it didn't. It didn't take me out of it because I was still. I was still in it. The film had me. It had me face down, mm. ass up. I'm kidding. That's where we <laughs> like to watch our movies. But um. It, it was there, and there's so it, there is very there's such subtle camera movements that are just like, oh, like anyone can do that, but it just happened. Like the, the this the, 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 these things that shouldn't that most movies nowadays would not do happen in this movie. They just this directly just lets it happen. The cinematographer, whoever it was who decided to do this, they just it just they let it happen on screen, and it happens on screen right in front of you. And I was just, oh man, I was just emotionally just crushed <laughs> by this movie. Crushed. Um, but in the best way possible. In the best way possible. Uh, and that's why it's my number one of 2017. That's why it's my number one. Not bad, not bad. I think everyone should see it. Seems like we got the, the number one. It's like acid. Everyone the... should do acid once. Just, oh, at least once. You gotta do it once. Well, I'll stay. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, it seems like both both of our number ones are something that hit us emotionally in yeah. a sore spot. Well, that's that's what I love about film because film can that's what film can do to you, and that's why film is my favorite art form because Maybe it, it can yeah. have a, a lasting impact that nothing else really can. Exactly, except for real life experience. Like if you watch, I'm not going to forget. I ever ex- forget my experience in the cinema of Ghost Story. I'm yeah, never, never going to forget it. No, it's, it's, it's great. And with you with Logan, like. Yeah, you, it's it's something that it's something that hits you. Like yeah. it'll, it'll hit you in a spot, and you're like, you know what? That's gonna stay there for a while. And it's like, yep, that's, that's how it goes. It's, it's the, the beauty of film. Saying the beauty of film too much, but the beauty of film. 
Yeah, man. Stays with you. Definitely. It's, it's that's what to love that film. That's I I fell in love with film last year with my number one La La Land of 2016. I fell in love with cinema, but I fell in love with and like themes, I guess now, like mm. and and how we can and the tools that directors and everything can use with a ghost story because they're so they're used so well and they're just addressed so subtly in this movie um that oh god just left me um godsmacked absolutely godsmacked so it's fucking yeah please watch it um so very quickly we'll just, we'll just run through our top 10 very quickly and yeah. just even with that because we're hitting the two hour mark <laughs> see that's what happens when you get there with friends that, that's what that's what Joe Rogan's podcast go for three hours because he's got his mates with him yeah, shout, exactly. shout, hey? shout out to powerful JRE Joe Rogan experience <laughs> Joe I don't, I don't do anything important but I'll, I just want to talk to you bro <laughs> <laughs> so um, I'll just run quickly for mine you want to for yours so 10 was play around 2049 9 was Detroit 8 was Killing of a Sacred Deer, 7 was The Disaster Artist, 6 was Get Out, 5 was Logan, 4 was Brigsby Bear, 3 was The Big Sick, 2 was Baby Driver, and 1 was A Ghost Story. No, Alright, top 10. 10's Get Out, 9, The Hitman's Bodyguard, 8, It, 7, Atomic Blonde, 6, Brigsby Bear, 5, The Disaster Artist, 4, Detroit, 3, The Big Sick, 2, Baby Driver, and 1, my best movie of the year, Logan. Logan! Ah, oh, Beautiful. That's it. That's it. We're that's done. our best movies of the year. That's our worst movies of the year. Um, go seek the films that we've recommended, the films that are in our 10. Go seek them out. Um, whether they're in cinemas, I don't think they are. I don't think any of them are. I don't think any of them are anymore. No. All Disaster Artist is. Oh, definitely, yeah. Go see Disaster Artist if it's at the moment. I implore you to go see Disaster Artist. Um, but um, <clears throat> they're all out. Go out and go out and Blu-ray or just find them however possible. Uh, doesn't worry me. I'm not the police, so doesn't worry me. Um, get, get yourself on the pirate bay. But still, on. if you if you watch these movies, you love these movies. Do go out and buy them and support them because I'm I'm probably going to buy all ten of these on Blu-ray. Yeah, I'm going to get myself a little collection. I'm going to buy all ten of these on Blu-ray, and uh, I'm going to watch them all over again. I can't wait to watch them all over again. I'm glad we started with the worst because uh, I feel good after that 10. It's a good, it's a good place to end on. Exactly. Yeah. You start sour and you end sweet. You end up it's all triumphant. Yeah, boy. You come out like you come out of Brigsby Bear. <laughs> all triumphant like, hey, woo! I was about to say you come out like Rocky, but that's probably not the uh, not the best analogy. No. He gets pretty fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that is it for the KC at the Movies podcast for the year of 2017. I will be back Oh, that was weird. That's a weird sound. When exactly is... Oh, I'll be back in... Uh, I'd say three weeks' time. I'd say three weeks' time. Give me three weeks, even though I fucking took three weeks to fucking put this out. Get yourself a little holiday going. <laughs> yeah, have a little bit of a break. Um, this wasn't a break. I was actually... I was sick. I was sick. I couldn't do anything. Yeah, I, was, I had an ear infection. I had tonsillitis. His body hates Over him. Over fucking Christmas, it. by the way. It was horrible. Yeah, to put it bluntly, his body just hates him, and that's why... Yeah. yeah, my body hates me. Couldn't do shit. Yeah, it hates me. <laughs> um, absolutely detests who I am as a human. <laughs> and uh, it's like, you know what? Your immune system is going to fuck you in the ass at the moment. So let's do that. Um, right. So um, when I get, when we get back, when I get back on my uh, 
we get back to the podcast next year, I can have, I can say next year even know it's like what next week, next Monday, New Year's Day. Yeah, shit. Next Monday. Yeah, fuck. That's too, um, too I want to be talking about three billboards outside Edinburgh, Missouri. I want to give my thoughts on that because we want to go see that on the second. You reckon the second? The second? Yeah, I think so. On the second? Second or third. Because I really can't wait for that because in Bruges was fantastic. And uh, fucking funny too. Yeah, in Bruges. Great film. In Bruges. Great dialogue as well on that. Mark McDonough. Yeah, that's um, what I was about to say. The connection is uh, the director. Mark McDonough. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, Mark McDonough. It's his new film. And it stars Francis McDormand, Woody Harrelson, Sam Rockwell, Peter Dinklage. Whole fucking slew of people. It's a lot of people. Yeah, it's fucking good. Mm. Trail looks really funny. Trial was hilarious. The first trial was fucking so funny. Especially the end where she starts rattling off to that fucking reporter. Yeah, I've, I've seen it. I've seen the trailer a couple of times. Each time I get myself a giggle. Yeah. A giggle or two out of it. My dad giggled at the trailer. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I can't wait to see that. I can't wait to see... I'm still going to see Coco, actually. Because I said Lego Batman was the best animated movie of the year. People want to... are going to fight me on that. Ooh, they're going to fight me on that and say that Coco probably is. But I still would like to see that. And um, I can't wait to see... What's another thing I want to see? Call Me By Your Name. And I want to see Lady Bird, but that's not until February. But I want to see Lady Bird by, um, direct by Greta Gerwig. Uh, but films, two films I want to check out as soon as I get out. Um, uh, Three Bullets Outside of Missouri and Call Me By Your Name. I really want to watch Call Me By Your Name. Because I'd, I would have loved to put that on my list this year, but I've been sick and I haven't seen it. So, um, well, Who knows? I could have not done anything but that's it that's it that's our worst that's our best that's the end of the K-Series podcast for the year thanks Jordan for being on oh my pl- my pleasure I loved it it was a good experience um yeah go seek those movies out have a great New Year's hope you had a good Christmas I did not <laughs> <laughs> I was in bed all the time um but I love the um family that I had the um company that I had but I guarantee you my New Year's is who is going to fucking definitely make up for it. I tell you. Oh, yeah, for sure. So have a good New Year. Stay safe, and I'll see you in 2018, everyone. Peace.